All right, welcome back to the I'm Your Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny, and our special guest, Cheyenne, a.k.a. Majora Plays Games. He's back. He's been on every Last of Us episode and a couple others yes, as well. Yes, uh, How you guys yes, feeling? Has. We're doing The Last of Us episode six, seven, eight, nine, but also just the entire season one as a whole. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's where we're at. I'll be on every episode of Last of Us for season two, baby. You if he wakes, will. if he wakes up in time. Uh, yeah, so I that did suck <laughs> a little bit. We did watch it like two and a half hours late. I take complete blame for that. I mean, we all every it's not fun. All right, oh, okay, every week I'm not part of the group that watches it on Discord. Yeah. Every, every week, right? We meet up at a certain time. Everyone's there, yeah, and yeah, like, and we and it makes a big deal about it. Uh, my cousin Nick, he used to be there all the time. Um, but then whoa, he had a whoa, kid. Whoa. He, he he was there for episode one. Let's but then he had a down. kid and he never showed up again. He was like, "What? What? What day does this happen? This happens on Sunday. I thought it yeah, was on Tuesday." <laughs> um, he never saw him again, man. Wait, who but, is a kid? Who are you talking about? My cousin Nick. Go, I don't Nick, know. If we should go with Nick Stango. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm about to say, Stangle does not have a fucking kid. I'm mastering the people with this guy. <laughs> he, has he's not, he has a kid. He can't even have a kid. He's not. Okay, anyway. I know, no he's rant. not even no, 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 he's but, not even fertile or whatever. Or, uh, virile. He's not a virile but, man. <laughs> but anyway, we, um, so this last Sunday comes around, right? Yep. And it's getting close. I messaged Cheyenne. Yo, you awake. He doesn't respond. 12, 12 comes. Cheyenne's nowhere to be found. We're all in the chat waiting for him to show up. And then... I go, maybe, maybe he didn't update his clots for daylight saving. Oh, maybe, yeah, that is a thing. Oh, maybe. So generous. That's I was so like, let's, let's give him to one. Let's give him to one. Right, one right. comes. Oh, that's a generous friend. One comes, still no Cheyenne to be seen. Two comes, no Cheyenne. Around 2.30, it goes, oh, my God, guys, I'm sorry. You know, here's the truth, though. I'm just going to be honest, right? I set an alarm, and I heard it and, like, turned it off. Like, that happens. I've done that before, obviously. I, but it was like, I, but I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna be like, oh no, I slept through it. Like I turned it off, and I was like, I can get like ten more minutes out of that. And then it was two and a, it was like, oh in my brain. I so was like, what's funny no, about like, what you're saying? Yeah, like, in I'm not the even very lie, last episode of the podcast, like literally the last episode we just recorded a few days ago, I had a situation come up where I slept. I was talking about how I slept through the Jujutsu Kaisen movie for like an hour, but I thought I was asleep for like five minutes because in a the movie theater, it was really comfortable. He did seats oh, and all that. Oh, man. I just went to sleep what I thought was in three minutes. In the theater, too. That's such a fucking bummer. It is, yeah. Because the other thing about those anime movies, the AMC pass, like the A-list thing, does not work on those. So you don't get to see those for free. Like, they're not free. Oh, they don't, oh wow. Yeah, they're not covered. When I go see, uh, like, My Hero or or any like any anime movie ever, right, you have to pay yeah. for those. For some reason, those are just completely there, right? excluded from M- uh, AMC wow. list. Yeah, so it really sucks. But to your point, Cheyenne, I know what it's like to fall asleep for what you think is five minutes and it's just two hours mm-hmm. no but even yeah. in my head i was like i'm not even gonna lie fraser i'm just i've gotta be honest with you boys like i was like it's good i could maybe get 10 minutes but i know myself i was like this is not gonna be 10 minutes i was like, so I, angry. like i scumbag because then, then it was like 3 a.m and like we had yeah. to go to bed because we had to be up in the morning and it was just like so which it was did you so I'll, I'll tell you real quick though we, won't we didn't watch it till 3 a.m we didn't watch I, it till I'll 3 a.m i was like when i was there i was like okay let's watch it now we're ready and nick was like oh i'm playing runescape i was like okay we'll turn it off like he's like oh well, i'm doing this thing it's like dude wait which nick are we talking about here? Uh, australian nick okay he's like, dude if you don't if you can't get it going now at three then we can't watch it's off it's off the menu he's like oh give me like that i was like fuck dude 
I, yeah. I, yeah, like it was I annoying. Slept, I slept we watched, I was in a bad mood through the whole episode, but <laughs> you know what's we weird, Kenny? I could actually what? feel your your uh, energy a little bit when we talked briefly on Sunday about when we were going to record the last of us episode, and you said to me like one of the things you said before the conversation ended was Cheyenne's not not picking up, like he's not answering. Yeah, and uh, something about the way you wrote it. I'm not. I'm not even gonna go to the chat. <laughs> I mean, I, just, like, I, I was in the wrong. I was in the wrong. I, I could just tell that Kenny was a bit annoyed. Like Kenny doesn't really get annoyed away. too easily, but something about that, I could just feel that he was not. Feeling when even that Connie night. was annoyed, and Connie doesn't really get annoyed. When I get annoyed, it's mostly. It's very rare that I get annoyed if something directly affects me. I get annoyed if it indirectly affects somebody else so the fact that i had a message frazier and say hey i don't think we can oh, record monday yeah. the fact that i had message you and tell you <laughs> that i had to delay to recording that. that annoyed me like even more yeah, than the yeah. fact that it got delayed for me because yeah. it's like now i gotta message other people and like yeah, that's you for other, to go and make it's like, the rounds and be like all right well now we can't record when we were supposed to record it i wanted yeah. to record at that time i think it was just too late though yeah, because then after we watched it, like, oh yeah, let's do that. After we watched it, I was like, uh, all right, I gotta go. I'll talk to you about it on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna record on Wednesday. Is that fine? And he was like, Yeah, but I thought we were doing Monday. And I was like, Yeah, but I didn't know where you were at, so I had to tell Frazier we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you died, so well, I, I know it's like I gotta I gotta take the hit. Like I was guilty. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, it happens. But um okay, but so anyway. We left off at episode five. That's which, the high tribe. Yes, we yeah, left yeah. off at episode five with Henry and Sam. And that episode literally made me cry. Um, I wasn't it was ready. An for, awesome episode. I wasn't ready for a way to end it at all. That that really hurt my heart. Episode three made you cry too. <laughs> episode three made me cry yeah. as well. I, I said that this show has made me an emotional gay? wreck. It, it definitely because I'm gay, but not not just because of that. I think that in general, what? this what? show kind of pulls at your heartstrings. I'll say. Mm. I mean, I think for me, the top three episodes are oh, man, the episode three, the Hen the Henry and Sam episode, so which five. I guess was five, yep. and yeah. episode six. Three, five, and six are my personal top Oh, you like episodes. six a lot, too? Yeah, I, yeah. I love episode six. So episode six, which I is really the episode that we're on, is um, that's just like when the brothers reunite. Yes. Joel brother. reunites with his brother, and like, that shit always gets to me, and um, when he gets yeah, there, man. and he when Joel just kind of starts realizing, like, dog, I've been radioing you for months, and, yep. like, you could have radioed, like, all that shit, and then, like, when they were talking, and, and, like, he was like, I'm getting married, and then, like, he got mad at Joel for, like, not being happy out, like, all of that shit was, like, so fucking good to so, me, and, like, I got it. it. So good, man. Here's what was weird so to me good. about episode six, because I liked every single episode of this show, honestly, I don't, I haven't really ranked all of them, but I do agree with the ones that you have as, like, top two at least like episode three and episode five were insane episode five is insane because it's the it is the most you see of the infected outside of episode one when the swarm mm -hmm. comes up and you see the bloater and all that stuff uh and episode three was just the best love story i've ever seen probably ever um uh, but so episode good. six what really surprised me can i be honest here i yeah, yeah i did not think that he was gonna meet his brother i thought that this was a tragic story where like mm. he would keep getting close to his brother and something would keep on making him either uh derail or like would detour basically from actually yeah. getting to see him. Now, granted, I think there's a time skip between five and six, I wanna say. Like after five, when it's, when Henry and Sam die, it's yeah, it's a three month time skip. Oh, like, it's winter well, time, yeah, right? Not three so. months there. I think three months after he gets injured. No, but I no, think no. it's three months before. Between five and six, I'm pretty sure it's a three month time skip because there's like snow on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So yeah. I just did not think that he was or, actually um, ever going to see. It. And this doesn't mean not. I don't know anything about the video game, 
So I just yeah, yeah. assumed that Joel was never going to see his brother again. What's what's interesting is I kind of thought the same thing. I thought either he was never going to see him again, or he finally he would like find him and he would just be infected already yep, or something, yep, like, something that. like that. Yeah, um, like uh, a really sad scene where he walks in a room and his brother's just like, uh, uh, yeah, like just crazy and shit. What, what's crazy is what still made it kind of tragic is that like he ends up he finds his brother. And his brother's com- not only is he completely fine, he's thriving. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he's living great. It's, it's funny because I was, I was yeah, gonna that's kind of like, what makes it tragic you, too. Because like, he f- did you listen to the podcast? Was it Kenny? I think they talk about no, the no, no. He even says that he's like, not only is he doing good, he's thriving. Like, yeah, he has, he's like, fucking he thriving. He's got a wife. His wife's pregnant. They're, they have this whole community, and it's, it's like. It's like, I get it. The rules are like, and the rules make sense, right? To keep that town safe. But at the same time, it's like, dog, I'm your brother. Like, I've been trying to, yeah. I, the yeah. reason I traveled across the world, like, yeah, I was doing a mission for this little girl, but the real reason was I was trying to find you and I thought you were in danger. Bro, and like, we're living yeah. fun. They have food and a movie theater and movie night. And, and they had like younglings watching fucking old black and white flicks. Yeah, it's I like, couldn't believe it. these kids watching? Like, I, honestly, that was the closest thing to regular life that I've seen so far in the show. Like, That's where Fraser's oh, trying to get to. Like when it happens, yes. like Fraser's trying to get yes. there. Basically, we all are. If I'm not yeah. there within the first like two days of the outbreak, I'm just <laughs> offing myself. Like if, if I'm not at that yeah. exact community, if that community is not built and completely run on its own without me doing anything, <laughs> then I'm like, if I can't, if they can't get me Starbucks within the first five days of the outbreak, I'm good. Like, hey, I'm there's another out. community you could end up in. I don't want to end up like in a, a, like a nice little pastor. Gentleman. I don't want to go to the cannibal gentleman. pedophile fucking community. <laughs> Whoa, get me out of there. A lot of slander and lies. <laughs> he would make me cut my facial hair off so I look younger. <laughs> hey, little boy. <laughs> You want uh, some beef? We got some canned like, beef. We don't have many black boys around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it now. Well, you're one of the special ones. Ooh. I found God but, uh, after the apocalypse. Yeah, he was wild. <laughs> yes. He was wild. <laughs> but yeah, episode six is um it's in my top it's my personal top three because a lot of it really got to me and i just i thought the writing was it's really crazy good because nothing specific even really like happened yeah it's just developmental it, it's just so good yeah it's like is that yeah. also the episode with the hawaiian like, people like the old couple where yeah, yeah. oh i yeah. love them. yeah they that was the, the intro best, right man there was like native american people yeah they said don't go next to that sea or something like that like that river is the river of mm-hmm. death. and they, i also love how they they had no fucks like they just were laughing oh, at him yeah, and they shit thought like, that he was hilarious. <laughs> they weren't even they were afraid really like not to be completely watch honest. a spinoff of just their fucking relationship yeah they're just yeah. living out in the boonies because yeah. here's what i also like that the show has a bit of realism about it uh, as far as the infected go they just are not in that area at all really yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's freezing in the cold. Walking Dead. Like something would happen, they'd think they're safe, and then a fucking tribe a of infected would just show yeah, up. Yeah, a horde, like an actual horde, would come out of nowhere. And they'd be like, "Why would they even be there? Like, there, there's not enough humans for them to be there." And it's freezing cold. I just imagine that something that required the temperature of the Earth to get hotter to survive mm-hmm. and to actually evolve to what it is right now. Like the cordyceps, in order for this outbreak to happen, episode one, they explained that if the Earth were to suddenly heat up, which is global warming, this is like foreshadowing of what's happening right now. If the Earth were to heat up, that allows this mutation to happen in the first place. So if it's freezing cold, I imagine that one of the safe havens on Earth would be like Antarctica, Alaska, Mm -hmm. like Greenland, places that are just notoriously Mm -hmm. known for being absolutely frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad that there wasn't a scene where that community that his brother's at just mysteriously gets overrun by a horde of infected. That would just be so corny and walking dead of the show to do that. But yeah, this episode, like Cheyenne said, nothing really happened per se. As yeah, far as... it's like just development, but it's big, but it's stunned so goddamn well because like, I don't know, you just really feel that like brother bond and he's like, yeah, there's tension too, though. There's oh, a yeah, lot of tension. Like you could tell there's so many things that they did in their past that they just yeah. resolved. They just had I also love like the wife's delicious. name. Go ahead, Kenny. Well, first, what's the wife's name? So I was actually about to talk about her. Okay, good. It's perfect. Because the she's from uh True Blood, and I think her name was Tara or something Maria. like that. True Blood. Um, so in this her name's Maria. Yeah. So I love how this oh my god. This is another thing that got me so annoyed, but it was so good, is like Maria is talking to Ellie and she's like, she's basically doing like the whole like, be careful, Joel's like, because now she's with Joel's brother and she's right. like, you know, he's a good one. Like Joel made him do all those bad things. And it's right. like, bitch, shut the, get the fuck out. Like you weren't even there. Like, yeah, get out. I thought like, that, that was, I didn't like her. I don't like her character already. I'm gonna just say that. Um, like, I don't like she how was she. Like, yeah, and she was telling Ellie like, "Be careful who you're, who you." The like, only put your person trust you in. can trust is yourself at the end of the day, and all this other stuff. Now, I agree. Like, yes, in this world, you probably can only trust yourself. But Joel has gotten her to safety up to this point, and it's now it's been months. Like, we can confirm that with yeah. actual time that there have been months since they've been traveling together. And I just feel like if Joel was going to do anything, right, it would have happened already. There's no fucking way he's going to risk his life and lose Tess for yeah. months. And 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 be suspected of doing anything to this little girl. Like it just that whole I conversation love, that she had, I just felt like was a bit ridiculous to, to direct it at Joel specifically. If she was directing yeah. it as people in general, I would agree. But the fact that she was like you said, she was trying to like insinuate that Joel was the problem in his That's previous the plight of every sister in law, right? It's always like <laughs> like the plight of every sister in law is like that brother's not the good one. I got yeah. the good brother. I got the like, good, I got one, a good yeah. brother. She yeah. wouldn't be like a sister-in-law if she wasn't like, kind of cunty. You know? Yeah, I mean, guys do the same thing too, right? Like, guys, they go like, I got the good sister. The other sister's a whore. Yeah, crazy. You know? you're right. That is true. That is actually a very... That. We're, all, we're all fucked up. But... Yeah, that um one thing I like though is that Ellie, like she wasn't that conversation didn't really shake her. She was like, Joel's my guy. Like you can yep. relax. I love like, that. Joel's about my Ellie. fucking guy. Because I mean, who yeah. else could she rely on? Joel's probably been outside of Riley, Joel's probably the most consistent thing in her life. Period. Yeah. Because she said that yeah. everyone later on, she says that everyone I've ever loved or cared about has either died or left me. Everyone yep. fucking except for you. Yes, I yeah, love episode. Man. So episode six, he also tries to get rid of her, but he doesn't really want to. But he says that the burden is too much for him to carry because he's still suffering from PTSD of losing his own daughter. So he has like panics and he and shakes and he wakes up out of his sleep and all types of terrors and stuff that he goes through as a result of losing his daughter in episode one. And Ellie, she has an idea of what happened, but she doesn't know for sure. And then when yeah. she's talking to Maria... Maria mentions how they have like this little memorial thing for her own child, right? I think it's Maria's child and then Joel's child. Kevin, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Like, that's like new. Like, I don't really know what that is, but it's, I think it's like new content sort of Okay. Thing she, well, she explains yeah. that that little memorial shrine thing that they have is for the loss of Joel's kid and the loss of uh, her own kid. And so that's kind of when Ellie gets confirmation, basically, like, oh shit, you know, Joel had. A daughter, which she kind of, again, Ellie's a smart kid. I, I, one of the things I really like about her is that she is very, very smart, even though she pretends to not be at times. 
but she's mm-hmm. way smarter than she pretends to be. She, but she's she's also smart ass, you know, like usually. Yeah, she's like she's like real bitchy, but like not in a way that it annoys you. Like she's yeah. bitchy, but she's cool and she's an asshole. And yeah. uh, and I guess you tend to not expect those characters. Like you biasly expect those characters to also not be that smart. Yeah, but. No, she's really, she's really smart. And so, yeah, this episode, he tries to basically get rid of her and drop Ellie on his brother. And she throws a temper tantrum about it. Uh, and then at the, towards, basically towards the end of the episode, you know, he, he gives her a choice. Like, what do you want to do? And instantly, like, without fucking thinking yeah. about it at all, she's like, yeah. let's fucking go. Yep, she gives him the pack, and I love it. She's like, look, I still think you'd be better, but, you know, I, I, you deserve a choice. And she's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, she shoves I the bag that. in his chest, and she's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> that part that. was so good. And yeah, then like Joel wants her to trade up for the younger model, because he's kind of, he's old. He has, like, a lot of fucking miles on him. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, Tommy can do this. Like, he's... You know what I love? I love that these two these two people have been companions and traveling together for a very long time now without really knowing who each other is. So from each person's perspective, you understand them, right? So we understand Joel because from his side, he's lost a daughter already. And there have been moments where he almost lost Ellie. Like when he was in episode five and he was shooting out the window with the sniper rifle, he saw... The one child infected that crawled into the car and everything, the clicker that got into the car, that freaked him out. Like seeing her come very close to death multiple times actually freaked him out. And there's even episode one where he snaps on the one guy who was about to kill her that he sold the, the pills to in the beginning of the episode. Right. He beats that guy to death. Like he literally kills that guy because it's like his second chance to save a daughter. So by the time you get to episode six, He's just had so many situations that he doesn't want to go through anymore, where it's like, it's like I'm going to let her down at some point. At some point, I won't be enough. At some point, mm-hmm. we're going to run into something, right. and I won't be able to save her, and I cannot bear the thought of it. It keeps him up at night. You kind of see it when, um, the, the, when, they, when they crash the truck, when they make it to Kansas City or wherever the Yes, fuck it that is. was Kansas, yeah. They, um, Kansas City. They crash the truck, and the one guy is just, like, choking him, and Ellie shoots him, what, in, like, a spine or something Yeah, he, like she that? paralyzes him instantly. Yeah, and he's, like, he can't fucking move his legs. So, like, that is a point where, like, if she wasn't there, he would have just got choked. Yeah, he would have died right there. He would. She yeah. actually saved his life multiple times, and I like that later on, in episodes later, he says that the reason why he made it all the way there was her. He's, like, mm-hmm. she. she's actually the reason why... I got here. Like she contributed just as much as I did, honestly, to get me. She literally resurrected this man. Episode eight, like (laughs) she resurrected him from the dead. Um, But yeah, I like seeing it from both perspectives because on, on his hand, he's like, I don't want to disappoint her and let her down. And at some point lose her the same way I lost my own daughter. And from her perspective, she's like, everyone leaves me. So she has this anxiety about being left at some point out of nowhere. And it's coming true. Yeah. So episode six is a sad episode for everybody. Like, it's just it's just a hard thing to see. And then here's Joel coming to this place that's all nice and shit. And like they're having movie night. He's looking around like, holy hell, these people are living fine. They're just living perfectly fine. And Ellie would have a great life here um, without me at all. So it's it's yeah, it's a pretty sad. I didn't know where the episode was going. And then at the very end, they do like a cliffhanger ending where they go to. I guess it was supposed to be a hospital or a, co- a camp- college campus yeah, it's or something. A college campus, yeah, yeah, so and that's where they thought like, they were going to meet so that the whole Fireflies, college right? campus segment. Yeah, yeah, I think they thought they were going to meet them there. That whole college campus segment, I think I checked in an episode like right before we started. I think it's about four minutes. That's like an hours long 
adventure of like you explore the whole fucking campus and uh yeah it's just wild it's wild like it, it didn't really feel rushed it felt like it made sense yeah i was about to say but, they um, went into a couple you know they went into the building they saw that it was abandoned they started looking around at the medical supplies they saw that whoever was there clearly left recently um mm -hmm. and then they saw monkeys which that monkeys part, yeah that's like in the game too yeah. so that part slightly creeped me out i wasn't sure what to think about that because just seeing a random pack of monkeys wildlife like, you know yes but then later on with the giraffe i realized oh, okay they're just showing us that 20 years without human interaction eventually yeah. mother nature starts to take over she again claim the earth yeah, they re yeah that, she reclaims the earth that giraffe moment i thought was so fucking cool and like that's it's cool because any uh, one of us would react the same way like if we just saw a giraffe uh, yeah. in oh, person oh like up God. on a building like we'd be like We'd be stunned by it. Like yeah. one of the most would, famous parts of the of the first game. Like that is like one of the most iconic moments of just the giraffe part. It's like so that was awesome. Cool. Well, it's also yeah, beautiful. Did part, you man. see when she finally ran upstairs and he's chasing her? He's all winded and shit. And when mm -hmm. you finally get to the top and you see the view of what looks like a baseball field or something. Um, yeah, I think it yeah some shit like that. Field, yeah, I think it was a baseball field. It was beautiful. Like the actual greenery on top of everything that humans had already built. You saw the bleachers and they're all covered by moss and greenery. I thought that seeing the world from that view, like when Mother Nature starts to reclaim it, it's actually breathtaking. Like yeah, it's a, it's know, a nice sight. I know it's like, I guess maybe it's cliche, but I fucking love that about like a lot of post-apocalypse thing. When you yeah, see the, the first thing that I ever saw like that, where it blew me the fuck away was I am legend where it's fucking Times mm. Square. It's like Will Smith just driving a fucking sports car in the middle of New York and it's just empty and you see like New York is just completely over yeah, that's like, wild. Yeah, I still I'm, say the first like fucking 50 minutes of that movie 60 minutes are so yeah, the, fucking good the first you know, the, I, you know whatever whatever it may be the three first three fourths of that movie are amazing yeah. the I end actually, of the movie is so bad I actually really just bad. watched I Am Legend again uh, really so I went on a binge uh, so The Last of Us has really taken over my life a bit. I guess it's over oh, yeah. now because the this, this season is done. But for the last several weeks, for some reason at nighttime when I would need to go to sleep, but I wanted to watch something, I've watched uh, World War Z. I've watched mm. um, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. I rewatched That movie is so underrated, by the way. I love it. It's I fucking great. Me and Medina I, love that movie. I've rewatched uh, I Am Legend. And I, apparently I Am Legend is getting rebooted with Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith because there's an alternate ending where I guess Will Smith does not die. So Yeah, there 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 is an alternate ending. I never like saw that, this yeah. alternate ending. I only saw the one where he blows himself up at the end, um, which kind of didn't make much yeah. sense. But yeah, so I really enjoyed watching, uh, was it the one with Will Smith? Was it, oh, I Am Legend. I enjoyed watching I Am Legend because... I, dude, I, I'll never forget, my bad, to cut you off real quick. Like I saw the trailer when I was in high school I remember seeing that movie in theaters. It was fucking packed. Every single mm. seat was spoken for. And I remember just watching it in theaters, just being blown away. Just, it's a very quiet movie, like, too, which I like. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I think the, I think the, the zombies are terrible. But, they do in hindsight, right? I mean, like, yeah, they've aged. Uh, even, even at the time, not even at the time, I was like, ooh, they're rough. But my favorite scene, though, of like the, pretty much the whole movie is... Before you really see them, it's like he chases this dog, Sam, into the fucking building. Yeah. And he's like, Sam, come on. And like, you see them huddled in a fucking corner, like, and they're like, yeah. in this dark. And it's like, before they really reveal the CGI, it's like, so fucking good, man. Yeah, I, I love that movie until the end. I, I just think the end was like, I, I don't know, really contrived. Oh, so so but not only that, it was rushed. It's like, we're, how's the movie over already? We were like nothing even happened like the part for me that really got me and this is this is what i um 
wanted to get out about I Am Legend. Basically, Will Smith is acting alone, right? And yeah, there is a part where he goes to like a DVD store of some type, like an FYE type of store, and there's these mm-hmm, mannequins. Yeah. Yep. And he starts talking to them. And when I tell you that, I just think that Will Smith got his first Oscar like last year. I just feel like oh. there have been multiple opportunities for him to have. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he go like, why won't you talk back to me or something? Bro, I do think something like that. That I do think shit. he's been snubbed like before. Also, the part where his dog, so when he gets captured by his own trap, like he kind of gets uh, hung upside down and he wakes up and it's it's starting to become nighttime and they only come out at nighttime in that. He's starting to become nighttime and his dog is like basically injured and he has to ba- he has to kill his dog because it got infected and he cries, but you see him like choking his dog out as it's mm-hmm. going crazy. It's starting to go feral. It starts to bite at his face and stuff and he's like, yeah. Again, he's by himself until the last 15 minutes of movie, like literally by himself. And the part where he's like strangling his own dog that he's had the whole movie, that shit really, I I almost cried watching a movie that's like 15 years old. Yeah. No, he did an amazing job until, and basically until other characters get introduced. I love that. The it's other like, characters just ruin the movie. But I can't even tell you how bad I Will want Smith to see that. kills that movie. Though. It's uh, really yeah. good. I can't even tell you how bad I want to see it. Like it holds up. Like I, I think like it's they should honestly just like I don't I don't know. They're not what are they gonna go back and fucking change it? But like lop off like the last 20 minutes and add like another like hour and a half and just well, like, did you see this ultimate short. ending? It's an hour and 40 minutes, but it's too fucking short. Did you like, see this ultimate ending, Tryon? Yeah, it's like um I can't fucking remember what happens. It's it's just like whatever. It's not like it's any better. It's um. I think the alternate ending is um. I don't know. They're rebooting it though. I mean, I'll definitely watch the reboot. They were talking about a sequel for. This is the rumor right now that it's Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith. Is there's like an infected the infected woman or whatever the fuck it is, and he like hands it over to the guy and the guy's like chilled. The the zombie man. It's a fucking zombie man. He goes wait your wife back and then they take the wife and leave and then it's like. Then they go like up north or something, and there's like an like a like a, some sort of society. Oh, so like the main like the main zombie dude, the main zombie dude, right? And so he like gives the the girl over to him, like the like an infected girl that he's trying to like cure. Okay, because that's that's who he that's ends like, like curing that, at the like very end. Sort of like awkward, sort of like, well, here's your woman back, and it's like. That's uh, yeah. That does not sound too good. I mean, so both endings sound like they suck. But whatever. You're, you're not supposed to be able to communicate with zombies like that. I don't know unless it's believable and it wasn't. It was just fucking yeah, it's just random. shit. But, yeah. All right, back to the Last of Us. Yeah, I think we Sorry, covered most right. episode six. Well, okay. So there's one key part of episode six that does happen. So eventually, as they're exploring this college campus and they're looking around, they see monkeys and all this other stuff. Uh, a group of guys come out of nowhere, and they basically yeah. attack joel and ellie they get on their horse and they're trying to get away but then one of them gets really close to joel and joel kills him instantly but as he kills him the guy breaks off the weapon that he had and stabs joel really really deep in like the mm-hmm. appendix area around that somewhere in his chest in his stomach area Stomach-ish, and, yeah. and so they ride off and then they get pretty far away i guess and joel starts to collapse off his horse it reminded me so much of Game of Thrones of season one when the Khaleesi and Kyle Drogo are riding yeah. on horseback and then he falls off his horse because I guess in cinema when a man falls off his horse that's like a huge symbolic <laughs> thing about 
how bad shape they have to be and if they can't even stay up on their horse right like that is like yeah yeah that like is a, if a man can't stay on his horse it's like he's is he even a man you know? yeah it's it because Carl Drogo I mean horses they worship horses in the, the oh Kalazar. dude they'd fuck horses they, they literally yeah so actually so it's a really really big deal to see apparently the horses fuck the wives too they, so. also we'll do that I've seen those I've seen that online before yeah you see, yeah. you've seen what online? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Okay, nothing. <laughs> just what's wrong with he's you? been he's been to a couple donkey shows. What been is to a wrong with you? How did it's, we get just, here? It was Game of Thrones. It was the deleted scenes. George R. R. Martin and his nasty ass pen. Anyway, the deleted one, scene. Man. One day we're going to talk about if George R. R. Martin wrote everything. Like I really, yeah. I really think that we should do a rant episode about if George R. R. Martin just go through famous stories and say if George R. R. Martin wrote Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman and Tom Hanks would have been fucking or some shit like yeah, pretty much. It would have been some wild shit. But yeah, anyway. So he falls off his horse and Ellie's like, Joel, Joel, wake up. Come on, Joel, don't leave me. And then she starts basically crying and tearing up because at this point, you fought for this man to be in your life, and now he's about to actually die. And that mm-hmm. sucks. So that, that kind of ends the episode on a cliffhanger, which really I don't know why, but something about the way that episode ended. It caught me off guard because I didn't think that anything bad like that was going to happen to Joel. It was only episode six, and I thought that it was going to be ten episodes. So, seeing that, I was like, "Oh dear God, please don't tell me that Joel's actually like." I got it going right now in the background, and I've watched him pull this fucking baseball bat out of his stomach seven times already, and it's like, God damn, is that deep? It's it probably deep. like a fucking five inch wound, and it's just just a broken piece of wood. Yeah, it's also you definitely get an infection from that for sure. Ah, yeah, man, just like such a bad stab. So what happens in a game is like you're inside the building, mm-hmm. and um, the guy's kind of bum rush you, and you're like, you're, it's like a struggle or whatever. And Joel is he's either I think he's on the second or first floor. He gets pushed over a fucking balcony. Oh, and he no. falls on a piece of rebar, and then there's a complete time skip where. Um, there's a time skip where it's winter and this is, I think it's like before it's like really snowed over it's winter and you see a rabbit just crawl out of its fucking home mm-hmm. and you see an arrow just pierce the rabbit's fucking head. And, um, oh, and this is what you Ellie, play with Ellie. she's like hunting yeah, and it's, it's like, but you're like fully convinced Joel's dead by that point. You don't see her like cushion him up yet. And it's like, I was like, oh, well he's just dead. Oh, like, so in the game, dead. they want you to kind of feel like Joel might be dead here. I pretty much yeah. thought he was dead. I was like, yeah, like he's probably dead because she's good with the bow. It was like the fact that she was good with the bow and like hunting for herself. Right. And you're like, Damn. ah, well, like he, she's like dead. She's like a beast now. And uh, yeah, she was hunting with the bow and shit. So the direction and, that uh, the show took is very different in the sense that after episode six, where they leave you on a Joel dead cliffhanger, episode seven is completely devoid of having Joel in it for the most part. Like essentially you find out that he's in a basement somewhere, but he is dying for sure. And mm-hmm. she's about to leave. Cause he tells her, listen, you need to go, go back to Tommy, go, you know, go somewhere where it's safe without me, leave me here. Let me just die here. But you make it back and you'll be fine. He'll take care of you. They'll take care of you. You can live your life there. And he wants her to abandon him because he realizes I'm in such bad shape. No one's coming to help me. You don't know what you're Mm. doing. Um, It's only so long that you can keep up this charade where I stay alive because you're feeding me like deer bits and and rabbits and stuff. So she looks like she's about to leave. And then she gets up to the top of the steps and she goes to open the door to essentially leave out. And it goes to a flashback. And this is 
I love episodes like this in every TV show. Like any anything that's a a flashback for an entire episode for the most part. I love stuff like this. So seeing where she's in the uh not the Fedra. She's basically mm-hmm. training to be a Fedra officer or some kind of Fedra some employee. Some kind of shit like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like Fedra school. It's right? a member of their sort of militaristic society that they're kind of prepping her to right. kind of... They're brainwashing children to be a part of Fedra, and she's one I of them. I don't know about brainwashing. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, Fedra is, like, crazy, but it's like... I think it... I don't know, man. Like, like you, you kind of see that moment she has with, like, that... um. Like the guard, he's like, remember, she kind of has that moment with the guard where you're talking about the like Chinese guy who's like this, the sergeant, yeah, the Asian dude, Captain Kwong. Okay, so here's why I say brainwash. I feel, and this is, I feel like this about real life too. This is not just how I feel about Last of Us. I feel like any school that's designed to have young kids in it and they're being trained for any military, oh, we agree reason, then. Yeah, I feel oh, like that is brainwashing. I do feel like school in general, though, is a bit of brainwashing. Like, for example. I had to undo some of the brainwashing that happened to me because I went to Catholic school and Mm. Catholic school. They definitely try to force their beliefs on you. And like, you know, they want you to follow in the same exact religion footsteps, no matter what your family actually believes in or where you come from (laughs) Catholic school. Cause I, I went to Catholic school with Muslims. I went to Catholic school with people who are Jewish. Like there's it's, it's obviously rare to see that, but I have been in Catholic school with people who are not actually Catholic because they just want it. Go ahead. I was going to say, most Catholic schools do have at least one or two, like, there's a couple Jewish people or, or Muslim people, because yeah. I, I went to Catholic school from first to sixth grade, yep. and there was always at least, like, one Jewish kid or, like, one Muslim kid, um, and it's, and some people might be like, well, why would their parents send them to a Catholic school? It's just because usually those schools are like safer schools than like the local public school. That's exactly right. Like my family wasn't Catholic. We were Christian, but not Catholic. So my upbringing was- no fucking Christian schools. Well, there are, but they kind of sucked back then. Like when I was in school, they they, they weren't up to standard where, you know, you're paying, my parents paid tuition and the education level at Catholic school was thought to be much higher than public schools. Philadelphia public schools suck. I can't speak for everywhere else, but specifically in Philadelphia, the public schools were just not very, they were just not very good. In fact, so if people don't know, the way schools work is that your kid has to kind of go to the school that's in the neighborhood because you pay taxes there. So you can't yeah. just send your kid to like the good school in the suburbs if they live in like that. You can't really just do that. So I would have been forced to go to a public school in Philly near my house. And the ones that were around me were terrible. Wow. I'm talking about kids getting jumped, kids getting their lunch money stolen, kids getting their Game Boy stolen. Kids just getting their shit beat out of them. Kids getting their shit beat out of them. Just a lot of bad stuff. Kids getting into gun violence, drugs, all types of things, right? So my family, obviously, probably before I was even born, the decision was made. Like, he's not going to public school. So when I yeah. came of age and it was time for me to go to school, they were like, he's going to go to a Catholic school. We're going to pay for it. We're going to work it out. We're going to figure it out. And that's what they did. Um, even though they didn't believe in Catholicism, because Catholicism is very different from just Christianity in general. Like, for example, uh, there's a lot of emphasis placed on the Virgin Mary in Catholicism. Like, there's there's been times when we've all gone into the auditorium and they had a statue of of uh, Virgin Mary on the stage, staring all, and like we pray and do a rosary, and they they shit, crown yeah. her with like a wreath. It's like very yeah, yeah. weird symbolism type stuff. But I had to like unlearn going back to my original point i had to like unlearn a lot of the things that 
they taught me in that school. And I would have done the same thing with any school I went to that was trying to push a religion on me. Like, I think that I'm just a person that has always been a, a free thinker and just somebody that I don't believe everything at face value. Oh, you see, like, like the oh, free thinkers. <laughs> yeah. The lizard not, men are coming. You got to think freely. Now, the lizard <laughs> men are going to come in and they're going to get the technocracy. No, in whatever. general, I agree with everything Fraser said, but it is funny though, because most of the times when I hear people say free think thinker, it's like, it's like all the people that say free thinker, they all think the same thing. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's douchey. It always gets like free thinker. But, it always gets pretentious. And but like that joke aside, I do basically agree with everything Fraser just said. Yeah. Like she's in a militaristic school to become Fedra. And remember, whether you're on the side of the Fireflies or Fedra or somewhere in the middle, I just think that when young kids are involved and they're being groomed to basically be in this type of environment, you know how impressionable children are. So it you know, just seems a little reason. unfair. The only reason I like disagree. No, I agree like wholeheartedly and pretty much everything. The only reason in this instance, I think it's different is be, different is because there's basically no society. So like the alternative is like, yes, you just got to go fight. Monsters right. So here's something, something. Here's something yeah, I want to also like, ask you, Cheyenne. I don't know how this works. The show didn't do a good job of explaining this, but like what yeah, the yeah. fuck do regular kids do that are not in the Fetcher school? Like, or is there just a regular school for regular? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's just there's a lot of different I, groups. And my guess, from f the way I understood it, and I didn't really question it. I guess the way I understood it was that, assuming you live in a QZ, a quarantine zone, assuming you live in a Q QZ, you go to Fedra school because, like, Fedra is essentially the government right. of that area. So if you live in a QZ and the QZ is functioning and it hasn't been overthrown or whatever, then you just go to a Fedra school because that that's like what school is. Okay, so I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll mean... give you guys a little, little, little sprinkle. Okay. You see a lot of that in season two. There you see a lot of different groups and things uh, like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's going nice. to get expanded upon. Yeah, because oh, effectively yeah. that would mean that every kid is being groomed to be Fedra. Right. Mm. Which is possible. Well, like that's totally possible because well, that's the new world order. Because they say in that because everybody Fedra doesn't necessarily mean they're like a, a soldier. Because like no. they, because you find out like, yeah, Riley was going to be like essentially a plumber. Basically, like, there's so like, much uh, like her job assignment and, was. Oh right, yeah, she was going to be like, like just because she, she was part of the Fedra school, but her job wasn't to be a soldier or like city watch. Her job was going to be just like toiletry and cleaning and like <laughs> shit stuff. But even that being said, I wonder if her schooling was any different than what we saw uh, Ellie running around a gym and basically getting into physical fitness and stuff like that. Basically so I'm wondering gym class of sorts, you know what I mean? Right. But I would say there's probably a bit more intense than, uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Probably than that. Cause Ellie, Ellie knows how to use weapons, right? Like she yeah. is very clearly. So at first we think that, and I love the way this is written. When you first meet Ellie, she's like infatuated with guns and you think that she's never touched a gun in her life, right? Like it kind of just comes off as that she doesn't really know how guns work that she might have never even seen a gun or like held a gun but in reality this little girl is actually first of all she's killed someone right like she's just straight up killed a person um so she has a lot more experience than she first puts on in the episodes one two three four where she's like can i touch it can i get a gun can i get a gun and then hmm. <laughs> it's like in reality ellie is fully I won't say more devious, but she's she just knows a bit more again that she puts out is kind of like my point earlier. I just think that uh, she comes off a certain way in the beginning and by the end of it. Now, granted, Joel has been teaching her a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. That's not lost on me. But I think that at, like she wasn't helpless from the start. She just wasn't as helpless as, as it kind of seemed. So, yeah, uh, episode seven is an episode all about 
just her backstory with her best friend and they also happen to be lesbian. I'm sure that there are people out there. I didn't see as much commotion about this one because that's just how the double that's because Yeah, that's because nobody cares if it's girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. People hate gay guys, but they love lesbians. Oh, yeah. it's so just, hot. That's just like society. Lesbians. Like, who gets I literally didn't see it as much outrage. Like, there was a lot of outrage over Bill and Frank, I would say. Did? Oh, there was so many. I didn't see so people say, happened. which I think is fucking crazy. I did see people say that they thought episode seven was boring. I saw which that too. Was fucking crazy to me because I did not think I, this I episode like was it's, boring. It's, it has such a different pace than the other episodes. It's like it it feels like if two kids got into a fucking mall and they were just like went went fucking Dude, hard or like do whatever I, like, you want. The small I was, that episode is like pure jealousy for me. Like that was awesome. Yeah, I know, right? That was awesome. Being, that was fucking ooh, amazing. They drink bro. a little booze. Oh man. Play some fucking Mortal Kombat 2. Because they play Mortal Kombat 2, it like triggered a thing in me where like I used to love playing Mortal Kombat on 64 at me my too. friend's house. And, yeah, um, me too. The one I, with so Fujin? I, bought, I don't fucking remember. He's I like just, a wind, he's a wind god. He's basically like the like Raiden is the thunder god or whatever. He's a wind god. He was my character in uh I think it was Mortal Kombat. I would 4? play Baraka because he had fucking sword arms. Like yeah, Baraka like, was my I'm dad's favorite character. Seven. Sword arms, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, so uh, Mortal Kombat used to be that shit. Yeah, man, Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat. I fucking love those games. And like, so I, 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 I recently got one of the Mortal Kombat games on Steam, and I got uh one through three, and I was like playing one through playing one, two, and three. They're fucking awful. Oh yeah! <laughs> I mean, what did you expect, Shia? Like, like, what did you, you think do, that like, was going? There's a combo where you fucking fucking guy goes like this, ho 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 ho, and you yeah, get stuck. That's he stunlocks you. You go ho 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 ho. It's like thirty percent of your HP. It's like he just. <laughs> I got what the fuck do I do? That's and I was like button mashing. Like I'll, it's one of those games. Like I'm not gonna try to get good at it, like smash. Like I. No, it's just a fun little yeah, thing. You just mash the buttons like an idiot. And like but imagine oh, having so the world where video games don't really exist. And oh, how and you get to play Mortal Kombat 2? How insane. You saw the excitement oh. they had going to the arcade. I also love so before they even get to the mall, when the lights first come on, mm-hmm. and she's That's like, cool. go here, turn on this switch, and then let me know when you do or whatever. And then the power comes on and the whole mall lights up. It is one of the best fucking things I've seen in cinema. I just love almost reminds that. me of Stranger Things a little bit. It does. It has a Stranger like all Things neon. This, it kind of has that neon. This feel. episode definitely feels like Stranger Things. I also think it's cool that they had. I don't know how much they had to pay for all of this, but there was a lot of actual brand name stores like The Gap and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Ver- Victoria's Secret was a big part of it. Yeah, um, maybe and, they paid HBO. A little yeah, that's true. Actually, because I the, the way advertising works, placement. they probably yeah. I want you to show like, who the fuck's on JC Penny. You know what I mean? They're right. Like, Hey, cool, cool. Did show. you see that GameStop was in the background? Moment. But the lights really? were kind of. It said game, and then I think it had either one of the letters of. It didn't fully say GameStop. One of the lights were out, or like most of the lights were out for stop, but I think game was completely lit up. Uh, but it was way what, what, what I was saying is like the original game, to, uh, the outbreak happens in 2013, and it's 2033 in the game, the original game. So like they have like fucking what? They have PSP Vita, which you, mm. you see in the, the sequel game. But um, like they 20. have a, a little bit more cooler shit. Whereas, like, could you imagine if games as we knew it stopped in two thousand three? You have fucking Game Boy Advance and GameCube, and like I, GameCube's awesome, but it's still so early in the life. Of yeah, GameCube. I couldn't imagine if that's where games like, stopped. That would be awful, right? Like, what the fuck would we have? Like, you, Nintendo well, DS may or may not be out. I don't think it was out. It's like you got nothing. 
So it's like I think the, the DS is out in 2013. 20, no, no, 20, 2003. I mean, like in the oh in the oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think it's if, out yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like 2013. I think you even have yeah. Oh three is mad early. Oh, yeah. oh, the oh. DS, the DS is not out in 03. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 04. I think. Um, maybe, but, but yeah, like it's yeah, we do fucking, miss out like, on a lot of shit when you, you miss out you on a lot in that ten year gap. There's a lot of gameage going on that like it'd be a fucking bummer, man. Also, you know what's also evolution. crazy? Go ahead, Kenny. Is like it's weird to think about it this way, but let's say that really did happen, right? 2003, the world goes to shit. Let's say 30 years later, whatever it may be, like the world recovers and right back, and society comes back. Um, he's going. He's got. He needs a gun. He needs. A, he needs to go <laughs> investigate with his gun. <laughs> anyway. uh, but yeah, society but, comes back like thirty years later. They find a cure or something. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted his opinion on it too. But whatever. Yes, yeah, society comes back, and uh, the point that I was getting to is that when things get back on the road and like people start making video games again. The games that got made in our timeline would never get made. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that just wouldn't happen. It would, we would be on it a would completely di- different. Yeah, it would diverge, and there'd be completely different games that we never made, and they they would never make the games well, that the, we made. The tone would be so different for a lot of the video games because they would be with the mindset of a post apocalyptic creator. Yeah. Also, a lot of the best creators would just be actually dead by mathematical statistics, right? Like that would just yeah, be yeah. Uh, Miyamoto. Is that his name? Um, the guy who made like actual Mario, uh, yeah, yeah, Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, Miyamoto, yeah. So Miyamoto probably would be, you know, realistically, like just statistics, he would probably be dead. Um, yep, Nobuo Nobuo Mats would be dead most likely. Like, there's a lot of great composers, uh, Yoko Shimomura, the like George R. R. Martin. There's just so many things, right? You're just talking about art not being around, like there. That's just yeah. art as a whole. Like, the, like well, what, what, we're, it. what I was saying, Shine, is something that's cool. Is let's say 30, 50 years later, whatever it may be society gets fixed and it gets to the point where people start making video games again. Right. What I was saying is that it'd be a whole different timeline because the video games that would have got the video games got made in our timeline in 2030 would never get made in their 2030. Like they would have a whole different timeline of video games to get made. The graphics would look like fucking GameCube in yeah. 2050. Yeah. Be like, Not only be that, so far behind the, the iPhone didn't like, come out until 2006. 2006. So they never got smartphones really either. Like real smartphones yeah, did not exist. Yeah, they have fucking flip phones. Like that's wild. Like they and they might not even have it. <laughs> fucking Steve Jobs or whatever. He, How he, far along was MySpace? Like, was MySpace a thing in 03? I'm assuming it was. I think it was yeah. like 2004, think, 2005. Yeah, maybe. Like I don't media I, wasn't really. I forget where MySpace falls in a timeline. Like how big? Because MySpace is the first social media. Not a thing me. like that. It may have been. It may have existed in 2003, but it was not a thing in 2003. What? It was more like it was like a little bit after that. It was like maybe like 2005. What are you talking about? MySpace. MySpace. Oh, MySpace. It just exploded yeah. when social media became. Yeah, because I remember like, in 07 is Facebook. Because I started college in 07. And I had, a, I got a Facebook almost immediately because my, my classmates were like, how do you not have a Facebook? And they, they literally made me a Facebook. Like they made it for my Facebook page that I still have to this day was made not by me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think about. But it's yeah. wild though. Yeah. Like, so like I didn't even consider that. So like social media as we know it would not even be close. Steve to Jobs would be dead. A hundred. Well, yeah, unless even, he would, well, he would have just went to like a 
super fortified, whatever. Nah, no, he'd, no, no, no. He'd be dead. He'd, he'd be, be dead because well, he, he doesn't even believe in medicine. So yeah, he I was about to say he would die from his know. natural illness, right? Like that would just happen. Oh, yeah, to him. true. That would happen regardless. That would just yeah. That was always going to happen. So he died in what 2012, I think it was. Yeah, there's like a level of an inevitability. That word is hard to say. Um, yeah. Where when it comes to certain people, like I said, I don't think I was even if I wanted to survive, right? I think that I just am a naturally sickly kind of person. I have asthma. I have allergies. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like if the world had no medicine, like, yeah. I mean, it does have some medicine, clearly. Right? They like, said they, oh, they my make, asthma. oh, my asthma. Oh, my asthma. My <laughs> asthma. I would oh, just my need gout. to have... I I would need a stockpile of inhalers, and I don't know. They would be so expensive, right? Oh, like, they would be, it'd be like... I'll trade you 17 bullets in a fucking yeah. canoe for it. I mean, like, statistically, oh, you know, everyone's dead. Everybody you know is dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, realistically, so much of the Earth's population is wiped out. Like, really Bill say... survives. Bill makes it. Oh, yeah. Well, Bill is actually Bill. Our Bill or both? Well, both Our Bill. Bills. Our Bill's got a bunker. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's literally Bill from the show. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, pretty much. The episode was about him. <laughs> It's just he's uh, closeted in real life. And and he find, Bill, yo, Bill survives and he finds Frazier in the hole. Like <laughs> <laughs> that timeline is so wild. Like, and goes, I got my hands up. Frazier, why don't you teach me something? And I start playing piano. <laughs> I, start, I start playing on Bill's piano. Why don't you give me a little of that chocolate? <laughs> I tell him to go shower. It's been days. Oh man, Bill, I'm just gonna, um, I'm just gonna decorate a little. Uh, we, we're gonna have friends. Just a little, just a little. Like, we don't have friends, Frazier. You don't get it. We don't have friends. You could do anymore. that whole episode with Bill and me. Like, we could do that no. entire episode. We could do it in re- reenactment. It would just be the weirdest no, episode. It'd be, it'd, be so so, it'd be so good. Oh, it'd God, be so it. goddamn uh, good. Oh, that's oh. Too, right. Anyway, but, we're off on a rant, but yeah. Oh, it's cool. It. It's cool when you think about it, though, right? Because and any kid their age does not care about a fucking merry go or carousel, whatever the fuck it is, the right. merry go round. Yeah, it's like, like kind of crazy. For them, it's like the magic. Like, well, I don't even really know that they necessarily is. know what it is. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if they know they've what it heard is. of it because she calls it like a magic horse. Like she says, like mm, like you got me a magic horse or something. Like I forget what she says, but uh, it's, yeah, just, guess, it's so nuts. You know what's cool about this show too. And this kind of happened in passing. They were walking in the fields. And this is way earlier on. This is probably like episode three with the Bill and Frank thing. I think it was episode three in the beginning. They walked past an airplane. And she said, you got to fly in one of those? And he was oh, like, Oh, right. Like, yeah. Is that episode I think three? it was. I thought it was the Bill and Because Bill and Frank has a prequel. Before yeah. it goes to Bill and Frank. There's like, yeah. a, there's like yeah. a brief part where they're just kind of walking around. I think yep. they even get to a. This is when she gets her gun. She ends Super up early. She ends up fine. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Well, she gets her gun this episode like, no matter what. You got to fly around in that. Fucking and it's thing? it's cool because Joel doesn't appreciate it. He's kind of talking about how like it doesn't matter. It sucks. And she's like, you were flying. But yes. yeah, yeah, Joel's like, well, you had to wait in line. And like, and he said like, they were too. World I think he, he makes a snarky remark about how they, the people who were in that plane, they were flying too. But like yeah. my, my thing was we take a lot of shit for granted. And episode seven in the mall really showed me how much we take for granted. Like, for example, they make a big deal out of lingerie and how silly it was that people would even waste time wearing and making that. It's sexy. It's like, why would somebody do that? It's not pragmatic. It's not survivalistic. Like, they're used... Oh, I saw the GameStop, by the way. But they're used to surviving and it's like, what the fuck is frilly underwear going to do for... What? Yeah. What's what's the point of it? Like, it doesn't do anything. Functionality is the only thing that matters. It's all yep. form, no function. It's like, what is this shit? Yes. You know? So I love how we, certain things in the show, and we just kind of, like, I don't think about 
baseball fields or stuff like that, right? Like, I don't think right. about that at all. That's not a real important thing to me. We were just in a World Series in Philly, and I don't, I still don't think anything of it, right? I watch a game or two of it. I watch a game or two of it. Never watch baseball, but I, whenever the whenever a team makes it to the finals, I always like watch, check it out. Exactly, but we don't really care about it. Whereas Ellie gets to the football field or the baseball field, and it's a huge deal. Not just because it's the baseball field, but also just because of the site and the drafts and stuff like that. But I just think that it is cool seeing the mall episode and how Mortal Kombat Two. You just bought it on a whim. And yeah, yeah. You bought it on a win. Yeah. You're like the game yeah. is basically terrible because we're in 2023, and and I, you know, I agree, obviously, awful, by the way, I, I agree. Obviously, it's 2023, but look at how we're able to just discard an iconic game like that. We have the privilege of doing that. Like that is a privilege right. that we can just say, like, oh, I bought Mortal Kombat two on a whim. If and we're I in their world, it's, it's like, it's we gross. know all the fucking fatalities if we're playing. Yes. Like, I know Scorpion's yeah. fatality. It's like, I'm, I'm sneaking into that arcade every night recycling oh, know, orders. Right? Like, holy yeah, shit, that is man. broke. Also, money doesn't really mean anything the same way. Like, the money that they had in that machine, she said, I spent all night breaking into this thing. And, like, you know, it's a ton of shit, a ton of coins on the, on the ground when it spills out. But... It doesn't really mean anything to them. It wouldn't mean anything to us in that yeah, world. Yeah, it has no value. Like, at I all. am legend when he chases his dog into the building. There's fucking money all over the floor in that building. Mm. I remember that. I remember because in the theater, somebody went, "You better get that money." Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, what? Is, what the fuck's he gonna spend it on slot yeah. machines?" I love or how like Mortal there's there's people out there that still don't get it. Like you're yeah, watching. She, she was like, "You better one, get that money." I still remember that it was 2007. I, there's the there's one years. human left. I've never forgot. He's the only He's human. Only, who is he gonna give it to? The fucking <laughs> guy, the, the the mannequin. Here, Frank, here's a twenty. It's like it's a fucking mannequin in Ooh. all of New York, too, mind you. New York has literally one of the biggest populations in the entire country <laughs> and in the world. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck am I gonna do with this money? Yeah, I mean, average. They're like so. We think like they have it bad in The Last of Us. There is literally like no one in his fucking world. He is like point zero 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 one, and like I am legend. It really sucks ass. Yes, but goddamn. But I think the culmination of this episode is is, our point. While everything was going well, and she was showing off the Riley was showing the wonders, it gets to a point where two things happen. One, she explains that she joined the Fireflies. And basically, this is kind of a, a recruitment tactic in a way because she's leaving tomorrow and today's her last day. So she kind of just drops that on Ellie out of nowhere. And this is an example of what Ellie talks about later on. Like everyone fucking leaves me or dies or both. Uh, but in this in this moment, while they're having this great time, the camera pans away. The music gets really ominous and it travels down the mall. Whoever did the, the direction for this part, this part was so creepy to me. This felt like real horror. This felt like a, a Jordan Peele is his name, I think. This felt like a Jordan Peele scene out of one of his movies because, did. because there's something happy. You can hear the kids laughing and playing Mortal Kombat, right? In the distance. And then the camera starts mm-hmm. to go. It's like somebody walking around quietly. And they go really far away from the kids. So you're like, okay, well, whatever's happening, it's not that close. But then you just see an infected and he kind of comes to life. Yeah. It is weird. It's weird how they can have a scary scene. We've already seen the fucking horde. We've seen a bloater. So like there's different levels of yes. like horror. It's like that's just like fucking it's just like a type shit. There's, there's a level like, of creepiness. Yeah, yes. it's like like they're kids. They're two little girls. They're not beating a fucking clicker or something. Like, not only that, they're just two little girls. They don't. I have to always remember that these zombies are not some weak, um, the meats off the bone kind of zombies. These are actually yeah. reinforced tissue. Depends. Yeah, like that. The fucking the flower heads. Like, they're they're reinforced. That shit is 
hard. Joel like, shot mm-hmm. them Very multiple hard. times. Tess and Joel shot them multiple times. It does not just kill. Like people think, like, oh, just shoot them and you're good. Like it doesn't you work get like in that. The flesh, yeah. Like yeah. you're better off kind of shooting their neck and shit like that. Right. So they're they're reinforced. They're tough, but but even more importantly than that, so it's a man that they show us. That is still a human man's body, muscle mass, flesh, and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not like zombies in a Walking Dead that are mostly just bones and like you know yeah right they're really like we, we saw what the fuck was her name mrs sandusky i don't know oh why yes, I said yes, that name. yes whatever her name was we saw episode two we or episode one we saw her she was miss sandusky Dude, she was, was like she was powerful. like fucking lu kang she was yeah that's <laughs> true was, we should just say from now on just compare everybody to diff various mortal Kombat characters for the rest <laughs> of the podcast episode. <laughs> she was like lu kang man she, she was really angry. was though oh, so the guy the guy in the mall he's fucking like he's jacks yes like, he's jacked, man he's he's ripped he's muscly because i saw people saying like i don't understand how they couldn't just outrun him or they couldn't just do outrun this and that. Him. outrun him and man. i was like, like you do realize that not only do they have basically infinite stamina right like they just don't have real human stamina they run way way more crazy than we do they're willing to hurt themselves also like which feral and yeah. genetic they like, like yeah they also like they they like leap and shit like yeah. they're not slow zombies like in no, no, no. no stretch of the imagination are they like lumbering stupid and just zombies. imagine like, a man who's huge jumping at you and attacking you physically that would be fucking ridiculous to to me and I'm a man like if a guy just jumped at a, another grown man who's probably bigger and taller than me I'm not very big or tall at all so if somebody bigger and taller than me lunged at me at any point infected or not that's an issue for record Frazier is five three. So <laughs> not five three. So he's five three. Um, so there's this yeah. thing's probably right, about no, no, three feet Fra- taller than him. He's five five, but his throat's he's six five, six. <laughs> oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Not six six. Oh, you guys are awful. You guys are literally awful. Oh my stomach hurts. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. but yes. People are being slow about the whole idea that these two kids couldn't outrun this man and all. They think I guess that people still just have it in their heads that zombies also, are slow or something, or that also outrun be... him where they were like cornered. They were yeah. in a yeah, like, they were in like a mall. store. Yeah, like they're outrun where? Like where were they running to? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Riley sucked at shooting, which I just went to the gun range for the first time like two weeks ago, and shooting is. Not the easiest thing, but imagine doing it under stress. So I, you know, mm-hmm. when I went to gun range, I was under no stress to actually fire my weapon. I was able to just sit there as long as I wanted to. In fact, the instructor even told me, you're thinking about it too much. I need you to shoot a bit faster. Like your pace is slow. And that's just because I'm overthinking it. Imagine something actually running at you and that you're, you're, you're also afraid, right? Like you're actually terrified. Um, so there's a lot of factors in play here. And it's a moving target. I didn't shoot anything moving yet. So yeah, they, had that, they had that Mortal Kombat energy. They were just doing fatalities and shit. So they're going to be amped up. <laughs> that's yeah. for me, at least. I, if I got that Mortal Kombat energy, nah. I'm gonna, I might miss my shot. <laughs> also, you know weren't they mean? like on top of the counter of a jewelry store or like, something like dude, that? Dude, they had like these masks on that horrible line of sight. Like the right. mask that you have on, they can't see out of those masks. They were like dancing on top of a counter, which was a really sweet scene. Like the music they were listening I like them dancing together. So, so this episode, by the way, so this this ki- this came out after the game. This was DLC. This was like a bonus thing that um it was really fucking cool. It's just a bonus because at the very end of the, uh, season one, she says to Joel, "I had a friend named Riley," and blah blah blah. And you're like, "What the fuck is she talking about right now? You don't know what any of that is." 
and then uh, oh, Left Behind came okay, out, which the is game. the name of that DLC. Right. And so, the, the, and and basically, it's like beat for beat, pretty much like the 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 game. But the one the one thing that um, so they don't play Mortal Kombat. What they actually do is she tells Ellie, I think, to close her eyes, and she like narrates it to Ellie, and so you like see like an invisible video game, and it's like cool as fuck. And like the games are like broken. Yeah, it's like the games are broken or something. So it's like oh wow, it's like a whole little imagination, like the, the imagination of a child sort of deal. That's and, really cool. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed awesome. this episode, but at the end of it, essentially what happens is they get attacked. They both get infected theoretically, but only Riley is the real one to lose her mind. But they don't actually show the resolution of it in this episode. They don't show. Mm. They don't show what Ellie does to Riley. We kind of just have to assume. And then in episode nine, right before they get to wherever they're going in episode nine, Wyoming, I think it was, um, that's when she finally breaks down and tells him, she says, look, remember a while ago, I told you that that wasn't the first infected I killed. I had a friend named Riley and we were both planning to lose our minds together, but only one of us did. Yep. And... I did what I had to do. She doesn't even say it there, but like she, you, you get the idea. Like I killed my best friend and I thought that they were going to do a quick flashback where they actually show her like fighting Riley off or something like that, or actually shooting her or whatever. But th- I guess that just wasn't necessary. I kind of wanted to see it just cause I don't know. I, it would have been gut wrenching, but yeah, uh, yeah, but they don't show it. I issue with the Cowboy Bebop show. Like where it's starting to get to the point where it's all merging together and I'm starting to lose track of what continuity and in what world. Like, I can't remember in the game. I think her first kill would have been the guy that <clears throat> stabs Joel with the baseball bat, except mm. it would have been different. Like he was holding Joel in a puddle and that, and it wasn't, right. it wasn't the guy in the, um, when they trashed or crashed the cars, but, um, it was like in the, in the college, Joel gets held in a puddle. I think Ellie shoots that guy. And so I think in the game, I can't remember. Does she save him in episode four from somebody beating his ass after the car crashes in Kansas City? No, and not in the game. She doesn't shoot some guy in the back. No, she she does in the show, but not in the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's the one scene where I think it's a little bit better in the game. But I get why it's not like that because it's like you know, when you told me they had the bus as a a, uh, yeah. Did did you watch it yet? I did not. They had a bus as a ram, a battering ram. it's fucking awesome. Well, now though. the show was officially over, I'll watch it. I didn't want to watch it while the show was airing now. Yeah, you didn't want to like because I don't want to. I, I, I didn't want to taint like my. Yeah. It's like a. You should watch the whole scene because it's actually interesting. Like they like the whole porn magazine and everything. It's like, how do you walk around with that well, thing? I actually watched like, a side by side comparison of that scene, and it's basically verbatim. Like yeah, it, it's it, fucking it, great. And I've thought that when I've seen you naked. Like, how does he walk around? Okay. With that anyway. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of episode seven. And now here's where the real meat and potatoes comes in. No pun intended. Um, uh oh. Episode eight. By I'm the just... way, I called all of this like instant. You okay. can ask Cheyenne. So I called so much oh, of yeah, it so did. fast. So, no, hold on, but Cheyenne. Frazier said he did too. Yeah, I messaged Cheyenne as the episode was airing. I messaged yeah. you while it oh, yeah, was, was like, airing. It. I wish that you waited just a little bit because we didn't see it by that point. I didn't even think but about he it, did. He was like, this guy uh, fucks kids. I said, this guy is a kid <laughs> fucker. <laughs> instant. Like, literally, the episode came on. It was like, oh, kid fucker. Instantly. Like, it was <laughs> the HBO thing. Came. I was like, like this, this guy's a kid fucker. It sucks. Like, this is the one time. Like, well, there's been a few times, but I fucking wish I was you guys because I really wish I knew what what I would have thought because there's no way to know. Like when I first saw it, 
um it's like as stone cold steve austin says dta don't trust anybody right yeah like, you don't trust anybody right, right, right but it's like that so what what they do in the game is she meets david and you're trying to see, keep warm and actually as you do that there is like it's like a little wave defense it's one it's actually i think it's the hardest part in the game and um you have to fight a i think you might have to fight a fucking bloater like it's so difficult oh, so no. like, maybe he's all right and um james oh is he helps like, you wait you got to give me more yeah, context you guys of what fight. happens so they basically, is she hunting a deer like she is in the show no, I because remember, she's that, okay. Let me give before you go into the game, think about the game while I speak for is. a second. I want to yes. just do a little recap of what's happening in the beginning of episode eight. In the beginning of episode eight, Joel is still fucked, right? Like, he's still basically dying, and she's hunting, she's hunting a deer, and she's actually doing a really good job. She shoots it, but it gets to walk away, and as it's walking away, it's bleeding all over the place. So she follows it, and eventually, she runs into these two men. And she gets the drop on them because they have her kill. Essentially, they're they're about to take it back to wherever the fuck they came from. She gets the drop on them, tells them to drop their weapons, step away from their weapons. She unloads their weapons, which I thought was amazing. Like the way she's handling this, these two grown ass adults, I was like, holy shit, like she's doing a fantastic job. But anyway, she gets to the deer, makes them back up. And then they, they realize, obviously, you're a little kid. You can't possibly haul that back to wherever the fuck you plan right. to take it back to by yourself. So they start to slowly talk to her. And one of them is like trying to get the okay to do something sneaky and kill her, I would I would say. Like that's what he's thinking. And the other one is like, no, chill out. Actually go get the penicillin, like she asked. Cause she says, Right. She says we can trade. He says we can trade. He basically wants to trade Ellie for like the deer. I can give you something. We have food. We have, well, I don't think he says food, but he says we have this, hmm. that, and the third. We have shelter. We have all this other stuff, right? Because they, they have but David food, but it's sees not a the- young girl and he's feeling a little ornery. You know what I mean? <laughs> feel it. He's feeling <laughs> real ornery. <laughs> Let me just say this real quick. I got annoyed at the part where he kind of reveals I his motives. Both of y'all. He- oh, Oh, this girl, I just I feel so ornery right now. Oh boy. What? But dude, when he goes to her, when they oh. when he like reveals, he ends up revealing like like oh we had some guys go back and like one of our guys died and like he was he got killed by a crazy man and a girl. I got so annoyed because they try to make it sound like Joel attacked them. Yeah, like, like, no, he didn't try to jump them. Because he said it like that, you can. I I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I was like, I did. I, I literally, <laughs> Inst- I'm like, an idiot. Instantly, I yeah. instantly, I was, I was like, oh, I was okay. like, who is he talking about? And you were like, was, remember, like the baseball bat guy? And I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, he, he was, made it seem like he made it seem like he made it seem like they uh, didn't go attack them. Yeah, and like, so I was so confused. Uh, it completely threw me for a loop. I like they weren't looking for food. I played like the game. Like well, they didn't see I, two well, actually, people no. and say food. Those guys actually, I don't. I'm pretty sure they're not connected to David in the game. The guys, uh, like they didn't see attacked. two human beings and think food immediately. They, they were in the yeah. meat market. They're like, we're gonna take these kids back. They were like, oh, a fresh, fresh meat, like uh-huh. oh, a fresh cut. Fresh cut, boys. So as know. as Ellie's talking to them, they basically get to a point where she says, you got medicine? And this is their in. 
So at this point, David's, you know, he's really slick. He knows what he's doing. He's done. He's ripped a couple kids in his lifetime. So he knows how this goes. He goes, uh, he's part of the church. He goes, yeah, we got, we got clergyman. Yes. He's a priest, right? He's a father of priests, which, you know, that's the synonymous for rapist. So anyway, he goes, (laughs) we got, we got penicillin back here. We got penicillin and the guy who's next to him, I forget his name, but he actually plays Joel in the actual video game. Troy Baker is the voice actor. He does. The second I saw him, I lost my goddamn mind. Same with, um, and, and episode nine real quick, not to jump off. But like, um, Ellie's mom is Ellie. Ashley Johnson, which is uh, the voice actor of voice actress. No, she's of also just an incredible voice actor in general. She's also part of uh, if any nerds out there know about Critical Role, which is a D and D thing. She's mm. part of Critical Role with Matt Mercer and them. Yeah, she's awesome. Voice yeah, like she sounds just like Ellie though, and it was fucking me up. I was like, holy shit! It's Ellie. She's doing Ellie's voice right now though. Did somebody? I thought somebody. Also, said I guess like spoilers for jumping ahead. I don't know why. I don't know if it was something with the makeup or whatever. But when I saw her. At the start of that episode, I pretty much instantly thought that was Ellie's mom. Me too. Because she kind of looks like she, Ellie. She looks like yeah, actual she Ellie. Yeah. Right? The ac- yeah. She looks like the actor that plays yeah. Ellie. And those two actors yeah. aren't related at all. At but all, whatever bro. they ended up doing, like in the, in the light of the show, I was like, oh my God, she well, looks just like Ellie. The main thing they did is the hair, right? They pulled the yeah, hair yeah. back and they gave her the exact same hairstyle as Ellie. So that really, that, that made me know who she was when I saw her. First of all, she's pregnant. And she's running away. I was like, okay, maybe this is Ellie's mom. And then when it got to the point where I saw where it was going, I said, that's definitely Ellie's mom. And then she just said, you know, Ellie, where the baby was born. For half a second, so the very start of the episode, half a second, I thought it was a time skip, and I thought that was Ellie. I was like, what the fuck happened? But oh, then it wow. like, then my, my mind reeled back. I was like, that's Ellie's mom. Right. But for a split second, I thought it was Ellie, and I was like, I don't know where this is going. I would have been so I mad that remember. was actually a time skip, and that was Ellie. They only really mention her. My bad, Fisher, what did you say? I spoke over. No, I, w- I would have just been like, if that was Ellie, like that was a time skip, and that was Ellie, I would have said this is one of the worst shows I've seen in a long time. <laughs> It's just a terrible yeah, show. Big time skips like that are fucking wild. Like with a, with really a plot twist mentally... like that, how the fuck does she get pregnant? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know dogs get we'll pregnant all the time, time, but like, real quick, I don't still... think that was a video baby. I think they put a real baby on that dirty ass. It was floor. no, it was a real that baby, crusty ass. Did you watch the floor. after the episode thing? Um, I think I might have seen it on YouTube. Maybe they uploaded. It to so when the after the episode thing for episode nine. Uh, she said we were working with real children that day, which you know are very difficult, very difficult. But uh, we we ended up catching the baby on a good day. But that is a real baby in those scenes. <laughs> I've never oh, seen such a fresh so, baby. Though. It's so difficult to work with real children. <laughs> oh, no, but you ever you ever watch a fucking movie and somebody will give birth to a baby and it's like a fucking one year old? It's like that big ass baby. That's not even a fucking baby. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, Every single movie you ever see where there's like a brand new baby it's like it's huge it's like it's huge it's like the sun yeah yeah i was like this is like they delivered the baby in a hospital it's like get that baby on set it right does now. look like a baby was freshly delivered and they put it on yeah, set. yeah like yeah. not like, get that baby on set that's i don't the, that's I the last of this baby don't know how they did that because they said it was a real baby which i have no reason to believe that it wasn't it didn't look, it didn't look like it was cg at all video baby yeah but what what's freaky is that the baby was and if like a newborn, the baby was like an I said, actual newborn. They, they had that. They had that baby ready, man. They're like, get that baby on set right now. It's warm. <laughs> Dude, they got one of the one of the ladies that worked on the show. They were as they were. They were like, okay, right. when we're about nine months out of the recording this episode, we got to get you pregnant. All yeah. right, nine months out, That's you, you're delivering. You're, so you're what delivering you're gonna do, hon? You're gonna you're gonna queef that thing out on set. <laughs> and you're, we're just gonna we're gonna roll. We're just gonna roll them. Yeah. Just gonna roll. <laughs> 
<laughs> just go you're roll. gonna fight off you're gonna Hank. Hank. You're gonna fight out. off Hank. <laughs> Hank is gonna attack you. Here's uh-huh, Hank. Uh-huh. The baby's <laughs> gonna be scared. It could resurface in therapy. It's gonna be some dramatic <laughs> shit. Fuck it, we're rolling. <laughs> Like, right, we're going for realism today yeah. the key word of the day is realism like they have an <laughs> umbilical cord on the bit ba- yeah so so that's another thing we gotta talk about that so that's oh, no, wait oh wait, no, wait, wait we're still ahead. episode eight though hold oh, on yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah let's get back to that let's go back to episode eight so we, we got off the because troy baker because like fraser basically at the start of the episode so we're all i'm i'm watching it with a group of like five six people and frame <laughs> one i type into the group chat I go, that guy's a child molester. <laughs> and and Giant responds with Jesus, Kenny. And uh, he's like trying to play it off like I'm wrong and I don't yeah, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. And like a few scenes later, he's talking and I'm like, no, he's a kid fucker. <laughs> Guys like that are always kid fuckers. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I did it as best as I could, right, Kenny? Like I didn't really have much yeah. to go on, but I was like, and then relax. You can't defend it the... too hard because then if, if you defend it too hard, then it's obvious. That then you know, the... yeah, yeah, I didn't do that either. I was like, then there's the scene where they're like preparing the food and the lady says, what is that? And the guy says, it's deer. And I go, I type in chat, <laughs> that's human. Like I go, I go, I think they're eating people. Oh. And then, and then Cheyenne was, I think Cheyenne said like, like, ah, oh, dude, there's no way or something like that. I was like, let me clarify. So, or no, somebody said, like, stop asking questions. I was like, let me clarify. I'm not asking shit. Yes. I'm just trying to make Stop asking these random The one girl who's trying daughter, to make Kenny seem like it is crazy. The daughter of the guy that got killed by Joel literally was like, hey, when's my dad going to be buried? And they yeah, were like, oh, we're going to bury Ground's him hard. in a. We're gonna bury him in a couple days. No, Which no worries. Makes worry. sense though. The ground's hard. What are you gonna dig in the fucking? Yeah, the ground's hard right now. We're gonna bury him in a couple days. And I was like, <laughs> oh, not this. Not not <laughs> South Park with the fucking Cartman and episode. They, they he just feeds. spent too much time on the meat. It was like they did spend a lot of time on the meat. And they showed everyone eating it too. Like, yep. It's yeah, not yeah, important to like, show everyone eating I know, food. I know more than these guys know at the moment, but it's pretty obvious, like what they're letting on that, like this is not good meat. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd eat a human. Fuck it. I mean, you probably have to, right? They were starving. That was the whole thing. Yeah, they like, were, li- they oh, were yeah, literally yeah. starving. So, like, another thing, like, I think, I think they're just basically like hunters in the game. Like, they're, it's a little more like sinister in the game. Like, I don't. Oh, think, really? Um, yeah. Like, I don't think they do it because it's like dead people. It's like they do it because fuck it. Like, let's kill people. And hunt oh, them as well. see that like, they were doing it for what seemed to be yeah, survival. Like, because once again, yeah, though, in the show, in the show, it was definitely for survival. It would have been cartoony if they if they did it that way. And um, and wow, looking at Joel's wound, did you guys notice there's a little layer of yellow pus on top? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's. They, they Ellie kind of calls attention to that, and that's one of the because she needs to go get medicine. Right? She, and, yeah, oh, that penicillin really You know when really you see good. yellow shit coming out of your body that's not piss. Like yeah, it's bad. It's always bad. Yeah, it's not good. Like, you don't want to see yellow fucking. Okay, but let's let's back let's back up a bit. So there is that yeah. scene where the Troy Baker goes to get the penicillin, and Ellie has the gun on Dave, and they're just talking. He's explaining how he used to be. He said he didn't find God until after the apocalypse, which is a very weird thing to be like. I wasn't religious, and then after the apocalypse, I became religious. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Anyway, he's trying to my thing with him is that as he's speaking i'm noticing that he's entirely too interested in this little girl i don't care what you say there is no grown man who is as interested in a little girl as david was okay there is something very weird oh, about his you and me 
you, you and me are so similar. People that I know. We're so similar, Ellie. Yes, yeah, he kept oh, doing stuff so like lies. that. He's like, I see myself you. inside you. He did say that. <laughs> Uh, he he just said a lot of weird things that he kept trying to compare himself to her. Like I see a lot of myself in you, and it was like things that like older people don't compare themselves to younger people. Like I think we have the same intelligence, right? Like, it was like, oh, he definitely he definitely did try to do the whole like you're an old soul, yes. you're an old you're soul, <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. I feel like I've known you my whole life. You're, you're wise beyond your years. And then what really sealed it for me, though, is when Troy Baker comes back with the penicillin and he has the gun drop on Ellie, which is the whole plan from the beginning. Um, he comes back. He sneak attacks her. So now she still has the gun pointed at uh, David. And they get into like a little thing where he says, don't you know, we're not going to harm this girl. And that's when I really knew. I was like, OK, you want to bring her back so fucking bad. Like the amount of interest you have in this girl is absurd. Also. You know that this girl is not technically alone, right? Like, she's not actually alone. She does have adult supervision, whether he's incapacitated or whatever. You know that she's not completely alone, but you're trying to get her away from him and lure her back to wherever the hell you came from. The whole thing seemed sinister to me from the gate. And then him being a father, and she was like, she kind of said, like, it's like a cult or whatever. He's like, yeah, they followed me. They kind of made me their leader or whatever. Um, and then they show a scene where like he smacks the shit out of some some young girl. Oh, he smacked the shit out of her. I mean, he hit her you gotta, so you fucking start hard. Him young. You got to discipline yeah. him, keep him in line for the Lord. You know. When I, mean? I think before the apocalypse happened, he was an R. Kelly fan. Like he took he notes. He you know what I wonder though? I haven't watched the episode more than once. Hog that people. I want to hog die. I want to go back to episode eight specifically. And watch it from the beginning because something I did not really notice was I assumed that he was also molesting that girl that he oh, slept yeah. like that. I think so. I think yeah, so I mean, too. Probably and was, I want to go yeah. back and watch the interactions between because there's multiple interactions that those two have. I want to yeah. go back and look at the way he looks at her. I want to go back and look at the way she looks at him. I want to look at the way he when he slaps her and how like I want to go Nobody's back and just happy see in that whole encounter. There's, there's not, not yeah. a single moment of happiness. It's just oh God, just let this be over. Yes. Like, for it's watching for her. Cause I assume that there's other hints that I wasn't really privy to. Cause I just knew mm -hmm. that he wanted Ellie bad. And eventually, you know, he gets Ellie you back know, to their place. Maybe people get too close to their characters or whatever, but there was a video I saw and oh, I was no. like, Whoa. Oh so no. I think maybe it was the guy who I, I can't remember if it was, um, whatever the fuck his name is, Nolan North or something like that. Or the, or the, or the actor who played him in the show, David. And it was basically like Ashley Johnson, the, the voice actress of Ellie, they were talking about like that guy's motivations and they didn't want to say he was a pedophile, except Ashley Johnson was the only one like, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think he really liked kids. And they're like, well, no, maybe it was like more fatherly. And I was like, what the fuck? And these are the people that played the characters. Of, it was the guy who played David. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, they really underplayed it. And I was like, Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck kids, like, what are you? What yeah. is this going? Like, that person yeah. exists in Sometimes real you life. Play a character that's really bad. That guy exists in real life right now. Like, that's not. It's not like he's a result of the apocalypse, right? Like, that guy was always like that. He even said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah exactly, I sense right? violence in you, a great violence in you, and I'm. I know because I have that same violence in me. Like, sure, yeah. every you, have, you always have a Batman origin story. What's crazy? But I don't think he's a Batman origin story. I think. No, what's right. crazy is, is that yeah. before the apocalypse, he was a teacher. He, he was 
and and he fucked his students. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, he, yeah, they, that he's like a serial him, rapist. Like that tidbit about him being a, a school teacher. I was yeah, like, wow. yeah, no, this Ooh, guy is the class, worst kind of he went, person, dude. He literally went from school teacher to fucking priest, like the two highest concentrations yeah. of kid fuckers. Like, what do you, what do yo, you guys you know think? What he taught is like social studies, or I think he said he taught math or some shit. Yeah, he, he, he taught. He taught biology. Jacks, everybody. He yeah, definitely anatomy. taught physical ed. <laughs> he taught anatomy. That's, yes. The hairs will start growing in down there. <laughs> it's oh, no. called puberty. Not, not this. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was a creep. I mean, the, the whole, the reason why we're making so many jokes about this, because it is an unsightly thing to talk about, but like, right. it is, it a is real, unsightly. Yeah. But also like, it's real. They did a good job at, just the the way the whole episode was directed, like they oh, did do a good well job. Because it wasn't until the the ninth hour where you finally get the reveal that all yeah. your suspicions about him are a hundred percent true. So uh, I don't remember this because again, I only saw this episode once, and I was so focused on to the end of the episode more than anything else. But um, how did they get Ellie back? To did they knock her unconscious? Because um, she was in a cage. Like I remember her being in a cage. Right. Um. I, I just think they for, did knock her out. I forget if she woke up uh, in a cage is what I'm asking. Yeah, I'm, she did. Because I'm pretty sure she woke up groggy. Like, she woke up kind of like... Yeah, like, like they, where the fuck am I? Um, I can't remember how they actually I'm got her back. Because um, I don't feel like she would have went with them. Because uh, what's her... The dude, that's right. The dude... Oh, she, she was on a horse. horse. He shot, shot the, the horse, horse. Right. and she oh, flew off the front of the horse. That's Even when he shot the horse, James was like, holy fuck. I felt it felt like some shit you see in a fucking medieval movie. She was knocked out because she hit the ground after falling off yeah, a horse, yeah. and she was like knocked out. And then she walked up, and so the other guys were like, "Just kill her!" Like before David gets back, right. they were like, "Oh Just yeah. kill her!" And then Dave shows up, and he's like, makes them stop. Um, but he was going to kill her kind of behind okay. Dave's and back. And that's when he Dude, says, she's lucky go there was house snow on the ground because she fucking she hit hard as shit. Horse. Yeah. Also, that scene where he shoots that horse, that scene was amazing. Yeah, that, cool. that part, we, I literally said out loud, mind you, I watched the episode by myself with the volume on basically max. When he shot that horse and she fell off of it out loud and very loud, I said, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those moments for me because I just wasn't expecting that at all. Like that caught me completely off guard. Fire his gun, uh, Troy Baker. Yeah, Did you so see the, uh, after the episode thing? Down, dude. Um, they showed well, that well, scene, how they actually made that scene, like the fake horse and everything. Oh right, it was, I, I think I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, it's um, like a mechanical horse. They they actually it's yeah. really cool how stuff because when you watch the episode, it looks so well done. It looks like a real yeah, horse and everything. Fucking, it looks real, but yeah. he's even shocked by a shot because he didn't hit her. He hit the horse, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Because like he just shot a horse. Like why? Yeah, why? Like he doesn't want to fuck. I don't think James really wants to do any of this shit. Well, I think he, he could have been a normal guy if he yeah. was on the other side of this. I think he would have probably been fine, but he ended up with this group. At least my interpretation. Of no, it. you got you, the right interpretation. Like, yeah, I agree. You're like, like I don't think he wants to do any of this. He's like the first time you see him talking this? to Dave, he has a similar conversation of what you're saying, where he's saying a lot of the others are starting to lose faith, and yeah. then I think that at one point he alludes to he's also lost faith in this whole thing. Yep, yep. Like so. they need to just kill David flat out, and he probably would have died. They probably would have killed him off eventually. They're like this guy's a fucking it's, it's hard the, the thing is though when people like that get in power like once you become yeah. a cult leader it's like really hard home. to over overthrow them because yeah, like they home, right? they end up even if they're weaker than other people in the group they, they end up holding they, yeah, they end up holding together. like a mental 
lock over so also, many they, people. They might be resourceful in ways that other people aren't. They, they're, they're probably smart tacticians or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. I think what they, Kenny and you are that. saying is correct because you think yeah. about Kathleen. I thought one of the weirdest things about Kathleen's whole arc is that the guy who was the militaristic dude who always had the AK-47 on his body, he was taking all the orders from her no matter how condescending she was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Like, She's talking to him like he's a fucking child. And, and that's always been true mm-hmm. throughout history, basically. If you look at Hitler, Hitler is not some fucking brawny, six-foot-five Hitler's definitely dude. not the ideal race guy that he was talking about. They like, always, yeah, they always say like, oh, he wants like blonde hair, blue eyes. I didn't know this until like I've been watching a fuckload of World War II documentaries and Holocaust yeah. documentaries and shit. He actually had blue eyes. I didn't know that. I always thought he had brown eyes. But, uh, well, he doesn't I, have yeah. blonde hair. I heard that he, he wasn't what he. Wa- I heard that he wasn't the pure race that he wanted. Oh, definitely not. Definitely um, not. But yeah, it's interesting how you get these people, and so Kenny says something like hit it right on the nose. They have a mental lock on you. And I think that this goes back to, and I'm going to allude it to this as well, but like you think about slavery and plantation owners, same thing. There are hundreds of slaves, but they all are a- afraid and listening to this one person. And it's not a physical thing because obviously any of probably any of the slaves, really any of the grown men slaves could just beat the shit out of a slave owner. But it's right. the mental, it's the mental prison that you put people in. Nobody when, wants to be the first man in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First man in is always going to get it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, there's always the guy has to start it, and that guy's just going to, it's not going to be good for him. But like, because then the what happens when you kill, when you kill, chilling. yeah, like, when you kill David, right? Yeah. What happens after that? Like, do you assume that because you killed him, you take over? No. The other people are like, well, I always wanted the position too. So now you're vying. Yeah. You're vying. It causes like spot. mutiny. But I think and they, were, they were just uh, beaten people. But they were they, not a strong well, people. They were beaten down. There's probably people that feel like, we could kill David, right? There's probably somebody that's like, I could, I could just kill this guy, right? He fucking slapped my daughter. I could kill right. him. And he's like, if I kill him, who will lead us? Like, he's the one that keeps control. Right. Like, also, we can't discredit the. Uh, I was gonna say, also, we can't discredit the idea that he uses religion as a weapon. That yeah. Is, I, when I tell you that that shit, it's you, powerful. It, it just means he uses religion. That's what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah, like that's wait. What did I say? You said he uses it as a weapon, so I said, oh, you just mean he just uses it. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, like religion, religion is such a powerful mental hold on people's lives. Like it, it has such a strong, one of the strongest ways to control someone's mind is through religion. Mm-hmm. And that part, I think, is a big reason why they made him into this cult leader who happens to be a father slash priest is because how else would he literally control all these people right like there's nothing remarkable about him really yeah it's the promise of cool shit right it's like if you do this you're gonna get some cool shit follow me god's gonna give us a bunch of cool shit and they can always give you an answer for everything that goes wrong so when they're starving god didn't will it god willed this yeah like when they're starving he has an answer for why they're starving and like we're just we're just fasting right we're just going through a tough time right now it's not a bountiful hunt for the lord did not but he's gonna deliver us from all of this and it's just like a lot of that kind of talk so jesus shit there's an answer for everything when it comes to religion like you can you can literally no matter how bad a situation is you can always explain it away with some scripture i'd be going the fuck in dude i'd be like and the lord did not provide (laughs) (laughs) i'd be going like all in dude and like they i'd be so crazy with that that people would just follow me because like oh my god he's 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 wired in i could completely you're unhinged oh nah 
And he'd be like, find the food. And, and bring me that little girl over there. <laughs> and bring me the youngest of the flock. Meanwhile, I need to import the Lord younger. The younger. younger. <laughs> Remember the guy from youngest. Game of Thrones? Remember the yes. guy from Game of Thrones? Younger. Younger. Oh, God. He goes, too old. They bring another girl too old. They brought him a fetus, and he literally was just, like, too old. He's like, mm, just right. Like, he was oh, like the fucking... God, I don't... <laughs> he didn't stop the until they I gave him an abortion. Like, they had to literally <laughs> give him a fucking abortion, like, and he was like, just right. Age. No, yeah. I, I, one of the quotes, one of my favorite quotes, I don't remember that, but one of my favorite quotes is when um I think Reek is going to be raped, and the guy goes, I'm going to fuck you into the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he did say that. Quote. Yeah, I, he says, I'll buckle his pants. My memory is so bad. He's like, I'm gonna fuck you into the dead. And he's just like, oh man. He's he lit- Yo, George R. R. Martin is insane because that line is verbatim from Game of Thrones, and there's no reason for it. Like, there's no reason he had to say that. Oh, is it in the book? That guy says it. I don't in the book remember that part in the book. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think that's in the book. But get on the sh- ground, I'm gonna fuck you into the dead. It's like, oh. <laughs> So great. What's crazy is he starts Holy unbuckling shit. his pants. That's what, yeah, that's oh, what yeah, Pastor Dave was on. That guy starts Pastor to take Dave down his britches. He was going to fuck him into the dirt. He wasn't <laughs> lying. He's That man's getting fucked into the dirt. That's just all there was <laughs> yeah. to it. But it's, it's one of the best quotes. Like, there's just so many good oh, moments shit. like that. Like, there's one thing where, like, <laughs> like another quote, it's just irrelevant, where Arya, like, she's trying to barter, and she's like, how about a big fat pigeon? She's like, a, And the guy's like, fuck off! Yeah, orphan. Like whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah. How about a big fat pigeon? Oh, you too much. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Fuck off. So, so yeah, they get her back. So I forgot, but um, she does end up getting knocked unconscious from falling off a horse. She wakes mm-hmm. up. She's in a cage, and now her and David are having a nice one-on-one, which is what he wanted the whole time. But now he's in power because she's in a cage and not pointing a fucking weapon at him. And you know what's interesting. Uh, maybe it's just instinctual. I don't know. We, we did say she's a pretty smart girl. Yeah. It's interesting how quickly she called on that he was a pervert. Yeah. Because she starts playing him. She does. She realizes what he wants. This is what I mean by Elio. She's so fucking smart. And you wouldn't think that someone her age or what you think is her lack of experience would even understand yeah. what a pedophile or how they operate. Because in theory, the reason why pedophiles are able to get away with what they get away with most of the time is because they're adults with a shit ton of experience and a bit more intelligence than a a developing kid. So they usually can just do what they want with impunity with just a little coercion, which is what he's working on. But she picks up, like you said, she picks up on that shit so fast. Okay. He starts like getting closer to the cage and she like puts her hands out to like, let him touch her. Uh She starts like, yeah, she is. But the way she starts like goading him in is like, Smart. It's it's she's, she's yeah. manipulating him. It's very it's like, impressive. He's, and but also it's like you 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 get to see like her edge. It's like even though she's in a cage, he's like a fucking animal, man. She is. Like, yeah. she, oh, she like, oh my god. And shit. Love, he keeps asking her name and she won't tell him his, her her name. And then finally, and she like breaks his finger and tries to get the keys. My name's and Ellie, motherfucker. She's like, yeah. tell the fuckers. Like tell them Ellie did that to your face or something. Yeah. Like yeah. she like fucks them up. He's like, tell them Ellie did that. I was like, oh, shit. And what I like, you said this, Cheyenne, a second ago, but I like that the whole time she's actually afraid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This entire, while this is happening, she's actually freaked the fuck out. And at some point they come back. Um, She also knows that they're, 
killing people, right? Like she knows that they're chopping up people, and yeah, she sees like a finger on the ground, like near a drain or something. Right, right. And I think that she says, "Are you going to chop me up in a little bits?" And he said, "I would like not to." Yeah. Like how was that out and about with it? Yeah. Like how was that your response? He's like the reason I would like not to. Yeah, because he says I would like not to. He wants a young bride that'll bear him the fruit of his labors, and he wants seven kids by Ellie. He also says. He also and says, I'm telling you this because you're strong enough to handle it. A lot of the people don't know what we're doing here as far as eating people. Yeah. He's like, a lot of people don't know because they're not strong. But you, you're really strong. You're yeah, really smart. Oh, you're so strong and intelligent. That grooming. Yep. That Literally are killing her. Catholic-esque grooming. But then it gets to a point. All... Go ahead. No, the go ahead. Pope, I was going to say I'll something. Say this. Go ahead. Pope, the Pope would be proud. Oh, yeah. The Pope is the head of the head of the church. You would absolutely be proud. Maybe he'd he'd up him to like a archbishop or something. You know what I mean? Just like I told him. <laughs> it gets to a point where he gets frustrated, obviously, after she attacks him. Um, so he goes to get Troy Baker and they open up the cage. She's like, No, no, and they put her on a fucking cutting table, I guess. Yeah, and they're about to table. Yeah, they're about to butcher her. I like I, I guess that's literally yeah. what, what they're about to do. And as they're about to do it. She says that she is infected, and mm-hmm. this was this was one of the smartest things that I did not see coming. When I tell you, I had no idea. That I didn't know. Was, I didn't know this was going to happen. Either. I didn't know this was coming at all. When she said that, I said, "Oh, that's fucking brilliant!" Because she harmed David. She yeah. like physically harmed him, and he's bleeding. I think too, right? Like David's bleeding. Yeah. So when she says that, it causes Troy to kind of look at David in a certain way. He was like, motherfucker, do not look at me like I am now infected. She's like, look, look yeah. at my arm. And they look at it. He's like, it looks fucking real to me. Yeah, because David says, like, it, there's no way she would have turned already. Right. And Troy's like, it looks real to me. And then, like, it looks so exactly like, any other like bite. what the fuck is going on? Right. And it com- instantly causes division, gives her enough time to grab that machete. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She cuts the, the, real, the, the, um, uh, the butcher gold. knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a bummer. Cause I, like, there's even a, I, th- I think you guys probably felt the same way. You probably liked James. I found him to be likable. I mean, he had a lot I, of regret. I, I, like I, like I, I think I liked him. I liked him. Nah. I, um, because he, I think you follow I sympathized. Nah. You're basically I mean, asking if I like, he's still a nut. He's still a nut. You're he's basically asking orders. if I like Hitler's top general. Like, no. Yeah, I know what you no. mean. I know what you yeah. mean. And like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, man. I just think if it's like, I just think you like the actor. Maybe you're yeah. right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> but I think under different circumstances, I think he could have been a good guy. I'm he glad you see the good people. But if you follow orders, so this is how I feel about cops too in real life. If you know that there are shitty cops, and you work in the same police force and you guys have that blue veil and everything, right? And you see a cop killing someone or planting drugs on someone or or the, uh, the cop yeah, just gives man. you an order and you know it's wrong, right? You even have conversations with the boss where you're like, yeah, I don't know about this. And you still follow through with it, though. You are just as fucking bad. Like, you are no better than the actual person giving the order because you followed it, but you didn't want to do it. Like, if you still go ahead and do it, despite the fact that you know it's wrong, you are also a shitty cop. Like, you're not a good cop because you fucking didn't want to do it, but you did it because it's your job. Like, no, you're a shitty cop, too. Like, you're a shitty person, too. And that's kind of how I feel about him. Like, I have no sympathy for what happened to that guy. You were down with... Yeah. Yeah, you were down with the cutting up of people and all that. You're swaying me. I'm an easily swayed man. I'm an easily swayed man. Well, I think that what Kenny said has some truth to it. I think that you're more so... You like what he represents which is the real yeah, you like the actor Joel. you think it's cool that yeah right but his actual character i don't think there's anything redeemable about his actual character he was about to chop that fucking girl up on that table right there 
Like yeah. that was going to that was going yeah, to happen. Well, yeah, I know. Fuck. Like I <laughs> <laughs> like ah. Uh. Yeah, he like, was. Like, I mean, he was gonna go through with the with the big chop. If you go, he was about to chop, chop that girl in the pieces yeah, and feed her to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So only and I'm, I'm only swayed. because I, I only going to chop her up and feed, feed her to people because his boss didn't get the fucker. Like yeah, it was literally that. The, the alternative that. to not chopping her up was letting his boss. There's, fuck there's her. still this little part of my brain that almost feels like. He wasn't going to go through with the big chop. Nah, he had yeah, the fucking machete in his going hand. To. I know he's going to, but yeah. there's just that little part of my brain that goes, maybe he would have somehow not done that. But it's like, he <laughs> done that. Come so on. at the same time, on oh my Hunter Hunter shit right now, at the same time, the camera transitions over to Joel. And, Joel. and Ellie said that if somebody comes for you, I want you to fucking kill him. That was the last thing she said before she left. And she gave him the penicillin. She said, I don't know where the fuck to put this, Joel. So she injects him with the penicillin in a random spot, which she actually did it in the right, you know, she did it in the right place. Um, She injects him with the penicillin and she gives him a knife. Does she give him a knife or a gun? I think she gives him a knife. Wait, did she, 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 she do it in the right place? Because I'm no penicillin doctor. I, I don't well, know how that Well, it worked. It, it fucking worked. Yeah, I guess you're right, right? Um, But she gives it, she gives it to him. And later on, David gave the order in earlier in the episode to find go house to house and find Joel and kill him. So they're going house to house, and one of the guys ends up finding him. And Joel mercs this guy so fucking HBO like. This is where I love. Oh, I love it. I love that HBO is in control of the show because I feel like you just would not get this gory brutality that you get. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. So eight, like, eight and nine. Eight and nine for me were quintessential HBO episodes. I could tell if somebody said, "Watch this show." Somebody said, watch this show and tell me what channel do you think this show aired on? I would say HBO, no question. Because, yeah. of, because of how brutal shit gets eight and nine. So and the guy he killed, by the way, had a big fat smile on his face. I was like, well, that was fucking freaky. He's like, ugh, ugh, yeah. blood coming through his teeth. And like, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's fucking. He goes on a fucking killing spree. The one part I like, he has the I two like guys, guys tied get up. to see like OG Joel, like back in the day, like. Dude, when he get he gets like the two guys, remember? He gets the two guys. Yes. When he has them tied up and the one guy, he's, he asks him a question. He's like, I want you to point on this map where Ellie is. And oh, then the so guy good. back there, he better do the exact same thing. So the guy's like... I think that's the most brutal moment of Joel so far. Oh, show up that I moment. fucking love this part. Same. The guy he fucking gets, stabs him in the kneecap. Yo, he's like, I'll I'll your, your fucking, fucking kneecap. kneecap. <laughs> Bro, the way he was talking to him... I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this side of him. The way he was talking to this man, I said, oh, he's done this before. Like, yeah, he, oh, oh, it's not his first fucking rodeo. Not at, at all. all. And he's I didn't know, I didn't 17, know. 17,000 times. I didn't know that this was like the side of Joel that we didn't get to see before that everyone was alluding to. But when yeah. you see it, when you see it here, when he says, I'll, I'll pop your fucking kneecap out next. And then the guy says something else. He says, I don't have time for this. Pow! And just fucking and kills him. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not telling you shit he now. Said, and he goes, it's and I believe him. Yeah, and then kills him. I was like, ah. mm. Bro, when I tell you I lost my shit at that moment, because I was so, so at that point, I was so fucking happy. I was like, oh my God, yes. Joel, get them. Fucking get all of them. These fucking pedophile cannibals, get them. It's so good, man. He destroyed them. He went went Italian old school. I'll pop your fucking kneecap off. He He really did, dude. And then to go back to the Ellie thing, though, because Ellie's escaping now. Fucking Dave was so horny. He's in a building that Ellie lights on fire, yeah. and he's like, that fire is just a good backdrop. Oh, it's the fire of her heart. 
like he just the place is on fire and he like looks at it and you can tell you can see it in his face in the acting that like his brain goes i should put that fire out but then he's like goes right back to ellie like he looks at the fire and like he's conflicted for a moment and then like like, instead of putting the fire out like he just continues to go after her yeah he can't help himself and then so if i'm not mistaken right when he finally does get to her in that in the mess hall he uh he starts trying to rape her right he starts undoing his belt Okay, I'm not crazy. I thought I was. He's undoing his belt. He says, "I'm gonna fuck you into the dirt." I'm gonna fuck you into the dirt. <laughs> but no, yeah. he does start undoing his belt. Like he, he like gets her hands and like holds her hands yeah, yeah. up so and shit. Res- it's so he can. And he's like, bind her hands with the belt, guys. Nah, he's right, undoing. He's unreal. He fully while the place is on fire in a burning house was trying to un- like and actually rape her. Like he. That is so insane when you think about it. Like the yeah, everything about that is so fucking nuts. But yeah, so he you know, actually, he, uh, I'm, I'm rewatching it. I do not think he does anything with the belt, but don't get me wrong. He would have done that. He was, he, he was enjoying it. And he's it, doing it, something. Exactly, this is the moment in, in the show. It's like, we see a, a couple of things. We see Joel at his most brutal, but we see Ellie at her well, we most see, vulnerable. We see Joel at his second most brutal. <laughs> Well, he, he's uh, he's, about, he's about to be in his most brutal yeah. in the next episode. Yeah, I agree with Kenny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah, not even close. His most brutal. Like his first brutal at the, up to this moment. Yeah, up to oh, this yeah. point. See Ellie crying and shit though. She's really afraid. Well, let's like, back up like, for a second because there's some really good writing here in The Last of mm-hmm. Us. So when you see Joel killing those guys and on his way, you're like, oh. For sure, Joel is going to save Ellie. Joel's yeah. going to burst in. He's going to shoot David off the top right. of her while he's trying to get it in. And that's going to be the great savior. And what ends up happening is, and this is not like my own original thought, even though I did think it myself. The writers say this in the after the episode, but like, yeah, Joel does not save Ellie. That he does doesn't not, get there in time. That doesn't happen. She actually saves herself. And the brutality of the way she kills him, like she stabs him and stabs him and stabs him and stabs him and stabs him. And she's completely exerted herself. And she's like limping out of the fucking burning building, crying, right? She's yeah. still a little girl. So she's, she's she was going through so much trauma. Like she, she was comes out of that fucking bistro looking like a fucking dude, meth addict. The amount like, of trauma, just, like she gets kidnapped. She's in a she's in like a jail cell. She realizes that like a pervert pedophile is trying to like essentially fuck rape her and yeah. then she gets she's about to get turned into dinner they're going to chop her up and feed yeah, her it's to people so much and, and all it. this happens within the span of probably what a few hours yeah. Not and then long. she she gets like, away and then she fights him off and then the guy actually gets to her and tries to rape her like the amount of shit yeah. she goes through in that period of time like and she has to so much kill stress. a person this time you know what i mean like yeah this is an up close and personal brutal she didn't get to just shoot him and be done with it she mm. had to stab him over over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and so yeah. when Joel comes up behind her, she's like, no, let me go, let me go. And she starts yeah. screaming, and I thought that part was so heartfelt and because... I, what I've seen people say is he goes, it's okay, baby girl. He does it's, say and that. it's the first time he said that in 20 years. He it hasn't is, said yep. baby girl in 20 years. So yeah. Maybe when he was having sex with Tess, he might have said, oh yeah, baby girl. Maybe he nah, said something like that. I don't think so. I don't uh, think he's that guy. They the also... They don't blatantly like zoom in on it, but his watch is very visible. And that scene when he's holding her, he says, It's okay, baby girl. His watch, his green watch is on his wrist. And they kind of, it's kind of framed in a way where you're supposed to see the watch. You're supposed to see that watch. But then the episode ends right there. And I thought that that was one of the best episodes too, because despite the fact that Kenny and I knew instantly what what was going on, (laughs) it was still very well done. Just the way they did it. Like they didn't let us know for sure that he was on some bullshit until 
the ninth hour. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. When he put his hand on her hand, I was like, yep, that's what I was waiting for. I knew he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode nine. So obviously Ellie is traumatized after what happened to her in episode eight and episode nine starts off with the whole thing with her mother, which we already talked about. Uh, her mother was attacked by a cordyceps runner and she ended up killing the runner while she was giving birth at the exact same time. But the runner did end up infecting her with the cordyceps and she cut the umbilical cord, but not fast enough, I guess. And so some of the cordyceps ended up getting into man, like the time on that cut within the bite, it was quick too. It was whatever the fuck that was. And this is all like new shit. I don't know what any of this is as far as I don't, I read the comic. If I recall, it's like, I didn't really find it too interesting, but, um, this is all new shit. So the way that you find out Ellie is immune, it's, it's something with like, yeah. So you get infected, I guess. But it's like you get that fresh little stem cell baby cord going and somehow maybe that creates some immunity. I don't yeah. know. That's she, what she, uh, the, I guess it. because where she got bit, the, they show where the mom's wound was at and it was on her leg. Yes, it was on her thigh. Her and I leg. think that perhaps because the thigh area is so close to where you would give birth. Yeah. Uh, the travel time, because we know that travel time matters because there was a whole diagram in episode one. When that little boy was looking up at it, like if you're bit in the leg, it takes you up to 24 hours. If you're right, bit in the arm, right. it takes this amount. If you're bit in the fucking neck or face, you're done. Like like Tess, it's all about how long it takes to get to your brain. Right, Tess was done really quickly because she got hers was on the neck. But when she showed, yeah. when she revealed that it was on the neck, so she had a, she had less than an hour, which is why she turned so quick. Well, was going to turn so quickly. Um, they also somebody explained to me. I don't know if it was on his podcast or not, but they explained that the reason why she allowed that fucking cordyceps demon to kiss her like that was because it was already taken over her body yeah like it was already weakening her will to fight back i i would be really quick i i think they were trying to go for maybe a little artsy shit i i, I felt really like it was artsy with the whole kissing part and she lights the she finally gets the lighter but it was explained to me i forget where i saw it i forget where i read it where i watched it but it was explained to me that the reason why she allows that to happen because no human in their fucking right mind will let something with tentacles coming out of its mouth. Yeah. I mean, it was on the neck and she, she had to spend time. First of all, it wasn't instantly that she revealed it, it to Joel. They right. spent time talking like time. Yeah. passed. Time, time passed. passed. My, my interpretation at least has always been that she was so goddamn afraid that she just was like completely stunned. But I mean, it could be that it could be. Like I like, I like the idea that the cordyceps started to take over better than her mm. being afraid. Cause I think that even if I'm afraid, I'm still not going to let you kiss me. Like that's just, yeah. Also, uh, I, it's been a while since I saw that episode. Cause it's like episode two or whatever. It is but I feel two. like she was in the process of doing something. And then like, you can kind of tell that she stopped being able to do it. Yes. And then, there was a part where her body started to stiffen up a bit, like in a yeah. non, in a non-human way. Yeah, so I definitely think you know she was losing control of her her functions. Yeah. You know what I want to see? I'm glad that we're having this conversation right now. Um, I, I had this thought in my head. I didn't write it down before the podcast, but now that we're on test, I wish that we got to see from start to finish. I wanted to watch a person get infected and then slowly lose their mind. Mm. Like I want to see start, to, but not someone who's like without say, a skip. Yeah, I want to see someone that is not disabled like the old lady was in the first episode. I want to see a human who's perfectly normal like me and you. So fucking badass. If they were like, guys, we're putting on a bonus episode called like infection. It's like somebody gets bit on their neck and they just get 
it's literally just a dude. It'd be like a fucking like, a, oh, almost like a cool. security camera. It was like literally like an hour long episode. That would be so amazing. A guy in a chair and that's it. But it's like it's not really an episode. It's like a bonus. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some Blu-ray shit. And it just yeah, shows yeah. you so like it would literally him. just yeah, just slowly starts to fucking get jittery. Well, what shit. I would love like, to see, let's take it even step further. And like the VHS would like cut off. It'd be like a VHS type. I would like that, shit. but I would also like for there to be some stimulus in the room with him. So I want there to be in a protected like cage of a sorts. I oh, and they're to, like prodding him and shit. I want there to be like a human. No, no, no. I want, I want the guy to just be in like the person who's infected. They can just be free roaming in this room. But in that room, I want there to be a human that is completely protected from the person. And they're just like, having a conversation like count from 10 backwards because they knew how it works in episode one when marlene sends her people in she asked her to do specific things every single like hour yeah dude how badass would it be though if they even went uh, maybe this is me going a little crazy but like they even got like fucking nazi experiment with it and like it's like scientists have this dude in this room they're like okay remove his pinky and they cut his oh yeah well that's what people like that would do Badass. That's yeah, not like even just, like, Nazism. That's just actually how medicine like, got to where it is right now. Like that's real. Yeah, just horrible torture. That like yeah, they definitely it's have captured that it happened. But it's like in a way, it like advances science. It's like there's a weird fucking episode two with like, the uh, Indonesian lady. I think it was. Yeah, that was. I mm-hmm. loved that shit. That shit. They was really had cool. they had a person just on a gurney um, that they were pretty much experimenting on and like you yeah. know seeing how they. I mean, she scalped her leg and you saw the cordyceps in her body. Yeah, yeah so that white I'm, that white shit. I didn't really even know that was anything until I I like maybe like a week or two after I linked a Wikipedia article like that is a real fucking thing it's like yeah mycelium or something and it's like oh. I literally thought it was supposed to be like you know that's real life shit like that's real life yeah, I thought it was like fake movie shit no 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 that's like, completely real in terms of fungi and stuff um it's on my say oh something I would love to see in you know it's not where the story takes place but i love like how we got that flashback in that other country i would love to see current day kind of stuff that's going on in the other countries like what's what's going on in britain yeah that would be cool like right now like what's going on in japan like what's going on in these other places um would just be interesting but this episode i want to say real quick i won't dwell on it too long um, when I found out this episode was 45 minutes, I was pretty disappointed. Bomber, bomber. I definitely went into this hoping that the last episode would be like an hour and a half, two Me hours. Too. I thought the same um, thing that Game of Thrones would have done. And it's so not I have right. It's not right. <laughs> I have good things. I have good things to say about this episode. Like there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. But overall, I was a little disappointed because it felt by the time it was done, it felt a little rushed. I was like, man, I just yeah. wish it was a little longer. Like it just it, it was the only episode that I felt like was rushed, I guess kind of to say I like they, it just uh, kind of felt like it happened quickly i sent a picture to the group chat real quick for us um there is a real life cordyceps infection on a spider and when i saw this okay this creeps me out so bad because this looks like some real last of us shit like this and there's several if you just type in cordyceps spider on google obviously this is nightmare fuel so probably don't do this but like mm. the shit that you see in the show is inspired by something that real happens life. in real life. Like, they're not making Vance up... Ants and shit. Yeah, they're not making up how creepy it looks when you see the cordyceps take over uh, insects and animals. It it looks just as creepy, basically, as what you're one. seeing. My God. Kenny, you should drag that in. That's people... The, the world has to see that fucking critter. Little warning. I mean, the, the show is TVMA, but if Kenny drags this in, that's 
a little past that. That's it's, a fucking yeah. These things look so fucking creepy to me. So yeah, I uh, I wouldn't mind some extra content where they just kind of show, you know, a person going from very reasonable. Me and you were having a conversation, but I'm infected clearly, and I say, listen, I'm about to be infected. You guys can do whatever experiments you want on me. I give you full permission. Like use this to save humanity, basically. And so we're having a conversation. Me and Kenny were talking, and then uh, after a while. I start, I guess, becoming feral. I just want to see what it looks like to see someone go from normal to just... I want to see what Riley right. became. This one's really nasty. I don't know if you guys want to see it. Tell, tell me if you want to delete that right away. I'll delete it. It's a fly's head. All right, I'll delete that in a second. You see it? Yeah, I like see it. They have eye sockets. I think they're, like, missing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. this shit, the fact that it, like, eats on... It, like... The creators are convinced that if this happened to humans, like we would be fucked. Like we would just truly be fucked because, like, I, I, I mean, why wouldn't we be yeah, fucked? I, you I was going to say this. I, I, I was thinking I, the I exact same the thing. Do. Like, like I've only ever seen them die, and then it sprouts out of their heads. Like everything I've seen of it, they don't move around a lot once they're infected like that. Like they'll they'll crawl around and then they'll die, and then it'll keep growing out of their body. But I want to see like, does it go to the other ants and fucking? try to infect them with it. Like, if that happens, well then... Yeah, yeah that fucked. part is... Like, yeah, because it's one thing if humans just die from it, right? If we just die... Maybe no then, different than, like, Ebola or something. Yeah, if we die and then we just kind of stay put and we start sprouting out more of the fungus, it's like, okay, that's pretty bad, but it's not as yeah, bad as us. bad, but... But it's not us running at other humans to bite them. Yeah, but if there's, like, a thing in our brain that goes, man, like, Frazier... What was the thing when Frazier... It's like... Man, look at the size of that thing. I need to go touch Frazier and like <laughs> infect him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what, like, what the fuck it would take. Oh, I just linked that, Kenny. So, episode oh, nine, the last episode. I agree with you guys that um, it does kind of suck that it was only forty-five minutes or whatever, yeah. but it was a very well done episode, all things considered. Like. It starts off with Ellie's mom thing. You find out that Marlene was there when her mom actually gave birth and she didn't want to take her at first and all that stuff. She That's where the knife came from, which is pretty cool. I didn't think that the knife had that much significance, but that knife has been used multiple times now throughout the show. Oh, yeah, the uh, switchblade is like classic, you know? Yeah, I really like that. It came from her mom. She said, give her this. Um, I don't remember if that's in the game or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that part's really cool. cool. And then it just Super shows... Cool present day ellie and she is again traumatized ptsd like she's super quiet super subdued and joel obviously notices it so he's the talkative one now and it's such a cool flip from episode two yeah three, it is right because she was annoying as fuck and she never shut to the him. fuck up she wouldn't shut up and now he's the one who constantly is saying like he's making jokes that aren't funny and he's saying he's he, he offers her a beefaroni chef boyardee a as and a kid said, no, I'd fucking, yes, beefaroni. It's, yeah. It's cool to see, because, like, as the adult in the situation, as, like, as, like, the protective sort of father in the situation, he is sitting, because he knows something's wrong with her. He knows that what she's feeling. And so he's, like, just trying to talk to her, trying to, like, get her out of the funk. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he just keeps trying to initiate contact to, like, do whatever he can to get her out of the funk without being awkward, without blatantly being awkward and bringing really, up the situation, really have- you know? The, the flashback segment is 10 minutes and the episode's 45 minutes. So in a way, it's like, in a way, we kind of had like a 35 minute or, and it's like, oh, just give us more. Like, surely there's more in the cutting room floor they could have gave us. Like, 
It was just a really short. What are going to package and sell it as bonus content on the, the Blu-ray when it comes out and all that? Maybe there's going to be a shit ton of cutout scenes and stuff. You can imagine. They it, have, oh, it's real HBO. quick after this episode aired, they actually had like a half an hour. I, I fell asleep during like the end of it. I'm going to rewatch it. It was like a 30 or 35 minute thing where it showed like the making of. Okay, and it actually aired right after this last episode. So oh, I want to watch I, that. Then you know, you would have been able to see if you kept your TV on. They would have showed you. Yeah, I want to say that. real quick, um, uh, something I'm scared of for season two is I saw an article and apparently HBO responding to criticisms. Basically, the latter half of the season, there was a lot of com- criticisms and complaints from the audience that there wasn't enough action and there wasn't enough like zombies and yeah, stuff like that. that. Yeah, and people complaining. And and while I think it would have been cool to see see more situations where they have to survive and deal with it. uh. Uh, HBO apparently officially responded saying that they were focusing a lot on the relationships, but like, don't worry, season two is going to have a lot more action. Well, that's and, just them sprucing it up. But like, and I'm just thing- saying though, like, I, like I'm good. I want the good writing. Like, I don't yeah, want yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want just action spam. You know, we had our action scene. That was um, that was with the boys us. with the brothers. You know, yeah, the that was brothers, that was the middle of the season, and I think I that, that was like kids. perfect action to me. But I I saw that too, Kenny today. And that they said it would be a lot more infected. And I'm just hoping that that is a to keep interest high tagline and not an actual it's, thing that they're going to focus look, on. Even if there's more, even if there is a lot more they have infected, no say in it. I hope it's, that it's it comes it, down to Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin. It is no one else's decision. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not always true. Yeah, but you know, HBO gives people freedom. They're, it's it's Big Daddy HBO. You know, it's I mean? just it's just not always true. They also made the Velma show. So anyway, and um, the last two <laughs> seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh. Oh, poor Velma. <laughs> but Ooh, poor anyway, Velma. if there is a lot more infected, as long as it's still part of the plot and it's part of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. care if there's more infected and more action, as long as it's all still part of the, the yeah, writing. Yeah, it has stuff, to make sense, just, right? Yeah. The Walking Dead, my biggest gripe, and I always say it on this show, especially when we talk about The Last of Us, is that it gets to a point where zombies just appear for no reason. Yeah, yeah. They just but, appear. I'll say this. in When we reviewed, the last review of this, we said that it would be corny or whatever, and I don't want to see Joel be Rambo. Now, that said, in this last episode, and I guess in episode 8, too, Joel's Rambo, but yeah. I guess in the presentation of it all and the situation and how it happens, like, I didn't really mind that yeah, he was Rambo. It yeah, that's, felt that's like... the Rambo moment. That's like, it felt oh. like it was done in an intelligent way. It wasn't just him standing right. in the middle of the street shooting and right. killing everybody. Like, oh, like, Bill oh, fucking to Frank. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Frank. Bill was like... He literally in the, went middle the middle of the, of the street. street. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? You're in the open. What are you doing? And and like, he's like, call Joel. Like everybody is the guy that. Also, before he goes Rambo, that Marlene establishes, like she says, like how the fuck did you get here? Like I, there was five guys whose sole job was just to protect me, and they're all dead. And like, I barely. Oh, I barely no. made it here alive. Like, how the fuck did you get here? Like, nobody else could have got here here but you. So it's established. First of all, we've seen the whole season, but it's also established by other characters. Like Joel is on some crack. Like he's he's on some other shit. And, I love uh, that about him. I love that he is uh, he, ridiculous. Yeah, he fucks that you hospital. See, you only see it in you only see Dude, it in small bursts when he's so like, going through the hospital. So hold on, hold on, hold on, and, Kenny, hold on, hold on. Yeah, okay. Because I want to talk a little bit more about the scene between him and Marlene because I think that she ends up being basically a villain at the end of it that I did not expect. So I want to, mm. I want to talk about bit, that yeah. conversation that they have just a slight bit. So they're talking, and you know she's like, "You're the one person I did not want to be in debt to, right?" Like, yep. that's, she's like, "I did not want to be in debt to you, but you got it done. I don't know how the fuck you did it, like you said," and then. 
she he's asking like where's Ellie? She's like oh she's in a surgery room or whatever like that. He's like surgery. It's like yeah she's in a surgery room and she explains how she's immune. Basically there's good cordyceps and it sends some receptors that tells the other cordyceps that oh you don't have to do anything here. This is already infected basically. And they're like they're going to try to replicate that so they're going to do surgery on her. She's in a pediatric well he doesn't say it but yeah she's in a pediatric ward and uh, as they're talking it gets to a point where he's like so. They're going to do surgery, but cordyceps affects the brain. And she's like, yeah, it does. And so then he realizes, oh, she's going to die for this. Like, and it's not even guaranteed that this is even going to work. This is all completely a a hypothesis. It's It's a, a, what what is it called? It's a shot to the moon. You know what I mean? Like it's. You have no idea if this is going to work at all. So. She's going to die for the only thing that's guaranteed is that Ellie's going to die, right? Like she's going yeah. to die in this. Yeah. They're going to operate on her fucking brain and she's going to die. So when, when she says that Joel is like, absolutely fucking not. And he gets an attitude. So him and Marlene start arguing back and forth. And this is where I realized like, Oh wow. Marlene is like, no, I get it. One versus the many. So she says, you don't understand. I was there when she was fucking born. Okay. Yeah. Cause Joel says like, you don't understand. Like, cause Joel's, arguing for ellie he's like you don't understand like you don't understand this girl like and then she's like then yeah marlene basically says like i do understand i might be the only one that understands like i was there when she was born so again this is where the show does such a good job of perspective because like just how i said about ellie and joel in episode six where he's he's going through his own trauma so he wants to get rid of her and he thinks this is the best thing for her. He's not really like doing it because he doesn't like her. Because by episode six, he's clearly in love with the girl as far as her being like a daughter to him. Yeah. Um but he doesn't he doesn't want the burden anymore. He doesn't want to let her down and, and risk her dying on his watch. So he wants to give her away. And then from her perspective, she's like, this is exactly what everybody else does. So now Marlene and Joel are having the exact same type of thing where their perspective matters. From Marlene's perspective, she was her her mom, Ellie's mom, was Marlene's friend. She said, how long have we known each other? She said, our whole life. Okay. So like you, you are meant to understand, even though we don't get a lot of development on those two characters, you are meant to understand that when someone says, I knew you my whole fucking life, you're basically my best friend or one of my best friends. Like I say, I knew you my whole life, bro. That means that you, that's, that's our whole life. And like Marlene's clearly in her late forties. Like she's clearly an older woman. And so she's like, I knew you my whole life. That's a really big fucking deal. And she takes on the responsibility of this kid. And like, she ends up with this fake name, Veronica and all this other shit. And oh, yeah, eventually she tells, yeah, that's what she says in episode one. It's like, she eventually tells her the truth, but there is some stake for Marlene in this situation too. It can come off because the show is a show and we don't get 50 hours of content. It right. can come off a little like, oh, Marlene's just like this heartless bitch. And I hate this character. It's like, no, she's doing what she thinks is the best for humanity overall. For humanity. Yeah. And she it's also, like, I've known Kenny my whole life. I'd sell him for Chef Boyardee. You know what I mean? But like, if somebody He's asked me to kill me. my best friend, to save humanity, it's going to be a really, really hard decision for me to make. And I'm not sure if I would be able to make that decision. And somebody who is, which is Mar- with Marlene, is she's a Thanos. She's basically well, like, I'm the only one who can do this. That's something I love about that situation is that, like, Marlene says, like, Marlene basically said, because she's essentially saying what you're saying. Like, I understand I was there when she was born, but, like, this could save humanity and then she says like i don't have a choice like i have to do she's almost saying like i have to do this this is for humanity and then joel says well i have a choice like yeah <laughs> joel's like what well, and i think i've got a fucking he choice says something that is threatening i'm assuming i forget exactly what the lines were but he says something to her that makes her eventually go sour and she says take him out to the road with his pack and if he tries anything shoot him shoot him yep 
What happened to you owing me one? What what happened to Yeah, that's what, what happened. happened I was like, yeah, that's, that's, one. So it's one thing that she was like, okay, you're not complying with what we're going to do here. And I get that. You're upset. You need some time to cool off. But I think that sending him out to the highway with his with his backpack and then telling him to shoot him if he tries anything is like, one, where's I didn't get anything out of this. Like I just delivered yeah. this fucker. You know what that told me though? Something I was wondering. The fireflies and 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 uh, what is it called? What's the government called? Last of Us. Oh, well, Fedra. Fedra. So the fireflies and Fedra are just two sides of the same coin. Oh like, yeah, they are just as fucked up because the way they handled that situation showed me how grimy they can be too. Um, mm-hmm. just like like just like Fedra, like she got what she wanted out of the situation. And she discarded him at the end. She wasn't going to even give him anything. It's like the whole point yeah. of this, at the very least, let's say Joel actually delivered Ellie and was like, all right, where's my pay? It didn't seem like he was going to get anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was like, if you deliver this girl, I'll give you anything. Trucks. No, she said, I'll give you guns. anything you want. But and remember, she does like, it. Trucks, guns, whatever. It was like literally, and, he, and what he says the test on like episode one or whatever, he's like, if they give us trucks, their their firefly trucks are like Fedra repurposed trucks. Like they're gonna be fucking not just like a pickup truck. It's gonna have like fucking metal on it yeah. or something. You know what I mean? So it's like I just did not, not like, like how she handled this. So basically just did him dirty. Yes. Like, so when I saw that, I said, Oh, the shit. fireflies are pretty corrupt too. Like they're on some strong arm shit just like anybody else. And yep. he traveled across the goddamn country for this shit. Yes. So you when I mean? saw that, I said, okay, all bets are off. And then obviously I knew exactly where it was going. As soon as I saw him mm-hmm. walking slowly, he kept looking. There was like a sign that showed the pediatric ward where every floor was. And he's like, I didn't say, I didn't hear anyone say stop. I was like, that guy's going to be the first one to die. Okay. Huh? And they got to the stairwell and then he just stopped. Like he literally didn't even like, after a point, he just stopped walking. Yep. And in my opinion, they should have already been ready for like I would have been ready to shoot him before he even got to that point, because when he stopped at the elevator and was staring at the one sign to see like where where every floor like what every floor was, I would have already been on some shit like oh, okay I think this guy is not gonna go down without a fight. Let me just load my gun. Let me cock it back. Let me just load yeah, the yep. bad boy up. You know. Um. But yeah, he gets to the the stairwell, and he uh. He just starts ramboing. He just he kills the first guy so fucking fast. And he, he plucks he plucks the fucking uh the pocket knife. He plucks yeah. Ellie's pocket knife off one of the soldiers yeah. that he kills in the stairwell. Yep. He yes, takes he it off of him and then he shoots the other but, guy but, in the face. But like also think that like Marlene knew that he would want to have that. You know what I mean? So like you have yeah. to think about that. Not that it really means anything, but like you get what I'm saying? Like she thought of yes. it. She's like yeah, yeah. Time, you know? like, yeah, there's um, always uh, she it's so bad because again, Marlene is not really a villain per se. She just yeah, she's, is doing what is right from her perspective. This is what is right for everybody. She's doing what she thinks is right. And she's not necessarily a bad person. That's why that's why she didn't straight up kill him. That's why she wanted to let him have the knife right. as like a as a as a memento. Like she tried she I also think part of like I think in a weird way, and maybe this is just me reaching, I think in a weird way, she, like, she wanted, obviously, Ellie to, for the experiment to go well with Ellie, but I think a small part of, like, she knew Joel was going to try to come back, and I think, like, a part of her is, like, almost was like, well, if he wins, he wins, like, in a weird way, like, if he ends up saving her, he ends up saving her, in a way. Like, Aaron in that last episode? Mm. Oh, yeah, I guess we talked about that, but yeah. Like, I, I, I just think, like, I think he just... 
it, Damn you, she Cheyenne. just let him she just let him have like his own little agency there's a and, there's uh, a really good thing i could say right here kenny already probably understands what i'm saying but yeah yeah but yeah but, I, uh, I, I get what you mean um so yeah marlene ends up turning on him basically but not for her own selfish reasons because i don't think it's selfish at all what she's doing she's choosing humanity over the life of this one girl and apparently i think somebody said like ellie would have wanted the same thing like this is what okay she so Marlene says this, and this is where I sort of kind of call bullshit, right? Because um, I was streaming last night, and somebody in chat asked me, like, am I team Joel or team rest of the world? And I was like, I'm team Joel all day. And I was well, like, really? What I was going to say is, like, that's that's what I was going to So, like, I I had, what, eight or nine years to think about it before Last of Us 2. So, like, it's like, are you, are you like, with the decision? Or are you against the decision? Is this actually like, the ending of the time? game? Like, this is the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. So oh it's, wow! It's um, I can see why this one game in a year easily. Like, and then yeah, oh, it's amazing, dude. And then like at the very end, he's like, she just says like, if like, tell me that like what you did was right, and that like the what the fireflies like, just tell me it's the truth. And he's like, yeah, it's the truth. And that's and then credits. Apparently, he yeah, foreshadows that, that earlier in an episode, which I didn't really catch at the time. But something about her saying that if you were to lie to me, I would believe you, or something like that. Like if it ever came up that mm. you you had to lie to me or something, like I would probably just believe you. And I don't. I think it was in the after the episode thing, but yeah, apparently that's like a thing that he brought so, up earlier. What I wanted to say though is that uh, so somebody asked me and I said I'm Team Joel. Just yeah, the situation, how it all turned out. But I then clarified. I was like, really, I'm Team Ask Ellie because she cla- she tells Joel like, don't worry, Ellie's not scared. We didn't tell her what what's actually happening. Right. We're going to do this. She'll never know, right? Yep, but then downstairs, when he's holding Ellie's unconscious body, she says like, Joel, think about what you're doing. Blah blah blah. Like this is the safe humanity. Like what can you do? And then she says like, what do you think Ellie would do? I think you know she would have chose this too. And my thing was, I don't know if you even believe that because you didn't tell her. Like right. you can't tell Joel. Ellie would have chose this because you didn't give Ellie a choice. You lied to her and told her that like everything's safe and everything's okay. So like really what it is, is like you should, if you truly believe that, then you should have told her cause you lied to her too. You said like, don't worry, things cotton candy and rainbows. Like if you believe that she would choose the world, then give her that chance and, and ask her that question. But uh, Marlene didn't do that. So I think it's a little shady for her to t- tell Joel, like Ellie would have chose this. Cause it's like, you didn't give her a choice to choose it. Yeah, so Joel goes on a fucking rampage in this hospital, man. I mean, he just starts killing everybody, and the way he is killing them is fucking brutality, okay? Yeah. It's to the point where one guy, he disarms the guy, and the guy's backing up and just, like, essentially harmless now. And Joel, and I knew this was coming, obviously, but Joel just straight up shoots the guy in the fucking face. The amount of times you don't have time to, like... Yeah, it's yeah like, he, you have to he do that. He executes like, people. Like, you don't have time to think, like, okay, that guy could bend over and pick that gun back up. You got yeah, he just I even it. love where somebody I think he goes to somebody, he says, I don't have time for this. Pow. Yeah. Yep. Like, he, that's the where is she? Like, yeah, he, he says, where, he where is she? That Fuck you. I don't have time for that. Series. I don't have time for this. I love man. that though. I love the I'm not used to seeing people not monologue a bit or like talk their yeah, shit. Yeah, right. The bit. fucking you killed my brother. It's like always just right. like fucking monologue. I'm not used bullshit. to somebody who just stands on business like Joel does. Joel mm-hmm. just fucking stands on business. He, I don't have time for that. Is the only line you get out of that man. I think that's the only yep. line you got out of this entire thing was I don't have yep. time for this. And then the next uh, line he gives you is I don't, you would just come after her. Pow. Like, 
Dude, when he goes into the the operation room, yes. he goes into the operation oh room my and, he, and he's like, unhooker. he passed the gun. He's like, unhooker. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, unhooker. And then he just killed. He's like, all right, the kill the doctor. Yeah, the doctor goes walks the up. He's like, do you understand what you're doing? Pow. I'm not yep. asking again. Unhooker. Yep. And he says now. Unhooker. Yep. Goes yeah. to the nurses and he's like, unhooker. And the nurses are and then he says, fucking hooker. And then he says, uh, blot her, blot the blood on her arm. Yep. It, and he says, do it quickly. Like he's given up very succinct orders. Okay. The way they he are, kills that doctor. Even, a drop of Ellie's blood isn't worth the gallons of blood of all the men in the hospital that he killed. Listen, those guys, you know what I mean? Listen, he, he, the way he kills that doctor and yeah, Fraser, you already Rapid said arm. it at, at the end when he shoots Marlene in the, in the stomach mm. and then Marlene's like, please, please, you know, don't kill me, blah, blah, blah. Think about this, whatever. And then he just straight up says like, you wouldn't, you, you're going to come after us. Yeah, like, you, you just wouldn't stop. Then he's gonna come again. after her, yeah. and then he just kills her. Like, it's fucking awesome. Man. I love how quick his decision making is. I think that that's what you need. I think that that also shows you that he was 100% some kind of soldier because it's just not normal for a normal person to be. I mean, he's mm. going through 20 years of, of this, but like, it is not normal for a person to just be this uh, succinct in their decision making. He's so yeah, I mean, quick. Even at the start, though, like at the start of the when <laughs> when they were in the truck. And like his brother yep. was like people, and he was like, "Run them over!" Like we have a kid in the car. He did say that, oh, and then man. also Episode when when he passed the, the people in the minutes. burning house, yeah, the, he was like, "We," he was like, "Oh, they had a that's kid." Jefferson's he was like, we have a kid. farm. He's like, "Yeah, it's a cool have fucking a, yeah. farm." We that's one of my favorite lines when they're like, "They have a." He's like, "They have a kid," and he's like, "We have." So a kid. do we. Like keep yeah, driving. So yeah. So his his decision making even before the world was apocalypse was always like when it comes to protecting. It's quick. Like yeah, he clicks. You, he if snaps. you need somebody who's not going to really think too much and they're just going to do it, he's the guy. He stands on business and it's fast. I fucking love that about him. Yeah. So, he's so, so he's Kenny, the man. Kenny, I'm also surprised he's, he's alive. I thought for sure that he'd die at the end of the season or something. Like I, yeah. I thought without playing the game, I just assumed like by the end of this game, Joel's dead. Same. Uh, I didn't think that Joel was going to. I thought that, first of all, let's be real. Him going against an entire hospital of fireflies, I foresaw that he was going to get to Ellie and die. That's mm. that's kind of that's kind of where I thought cuz the music stopped at one point. It was just kind of quiet and him just ramboing. And I said, "Oh, he's going to run into like a squad of men and one of them's going to shoot him in the leg and he's going to drop down, but he's still going to have his gun. He's going to be doing that thing where you back up with the gun on the floor, and you're yeah. like bleeding and you like kind of kicking back and they're going to start popping him in the shoulder and shit. I just imagine oh. like it was going to be one of those scenes cuz now this is where you can tell it's a video game what he did is not real right like that's just not that's just not real and that's this is where i was like okay i don't mind that he's doing something that is so unrealistic because this is one based on a video game they're trying to stay they're trying to stay as true to the script as possible which i love like i love that about it because this is also proof that video games adapted can be done well even yeah. with a bit of suspension of disbelief like i already accept that there are fucking fungi out there that are taking over humans and making them run at you when the human was disabled i'm already accepting that so for me to be like oh joel couldn't possibly go through a hospital and kill like 18 soldiers it's like well what like did you just watch the last eight episodes of nonsense that you just saw like yeah they, they do a good job setting it up and prepping yes. you for this situation yes it's not the craziest thing but i do like that you can tell that it's based on a video game that last sequence of him killing all those people i was like this is some video game yeah shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, whereas opposed, they that's like almost like a little homage to the game, as opposed to like fucking. You see, like the Resident Evil type shit. Yeah, it it's doesn't all feel cheesy. video game. It's not anything. It's bullshit. It it's doesn't nonsense. feel cheesy to me at all. Like when I was watching yeah. it, yeah. And he was killing all those people. 
I was giddy like a fucking schoolgirl watching that scene oh, the I entire mean, time. Like I, dude, I could not control my life. My, I, I was so happy he was killing those people. Oh man, it's so fucking. Don't clip so, that. So, so, so Kenny <laughs> said he's uh he's he's Team Joel. What what team well, are you on, Frazier? Yeah, I mean, on like for real, I I do. I'm more so like like I said, I I'm Team Joel because at the end of the day, I think Joel stood on his shit because at the thing with Marlene. And although I, I agree with her perspective, I understand her per perspective. When she tried to say, Joel, like, you know Ellie would choose this, my whole thing is, like, you can't say that because you didn't let Ellie choose this. Yeah. Like, you lied to her so and you true. didn't give her the choice. So, Cheyenne, sure. to answer your question, what team am I on, Team Joel or Team World? I'm really annoyed that you haven't seen Attack on Titan yet because... Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to watch it. There is... This, this, this is something that I was saying in another conversation but like it's easy to say i'm team the world when i don't know what it feels like to take care of this little girl for almost a year yeah i know right it's yeah, easy yeah, for yeah. me to, because the the rationality in me right now is saying i'm obviously team world because i have no actual connection to ellie but if you ask me the same exact question but my little sister who I, I have a little sister in real life yeah if you said your little sister is the cure she's ellie now make the decision. Mm -hmm. Your little sister or the world? That is a fucking hard decision. It's a lot harder. It's I a mean, lot harder. Do it. I'd say do it. It's like. But here's the thing. I think uh, like especially boys. If I'm the cure, just do it. You know it's I mean? well, Here, man. It's, it's. I feel like it's the, different with us. The game. And this is something that's awesome about it being a video game, right? And now I haven't played the video game myself, but and I had no intention to, but I actually think now I might. And initially, when I, I started watching, I would when love I started watching the season. My thought process was like, now I really don't have to play the game because like I'm gonna get the whole story here. Right. And I've heard multiple times from multiple people. The main one that this podcast knows is Ant, but I've hold, heard from other people too that um, the game is a better show than it is a game. Uh, but but without even playing the game, there's a part of me that will slightly disagree now, and it's something that makes me interested in playing the game. When you get to the end of the game, right, and you get to the part, and like I obviously it's a discussion in the community, Team Joel or Team Rest of the World. When you play the game, you are Joel for the whole game. So right. by the time you get to the end of the game, your connection, you're really going to probably have a connection with Ellie. You do, you do play Ellie a little bit. But yeah, so but and my point is you're going to sympathize with like you're even going to be more team Joel, and maybe not everybody, but I know me, I'll be even more team Joel because I'll be like, like, this is my fucking right. kid. Fuck y'all. I know, man. I know. Like, it's like this is my like fuck you. Like, I'm killing all of y'all. And that's how I'm, that's how I am in like other games I've played. Like I, I remember playing certain games where like um or triangle strategy. I remember playing triangle strategy and that's probably one of the best games ever that I've played that puts you in situations. Where you got to make decisions and there's situations where you have to make decisions. And multiple times I was like, I'm team. Fuck y'all. I don't care mm -hmm. what put, situation you're putting me in. Like, these are my people and fuck you. And like, that was my shit. Yeah, man. It's like, I think I'm team world, but it's like the I, national side of me is team world. But my thing, my thing is this. My thing is this. It's like, oh, that if we're going, that decision, though. if we're going to cut her brain up into little pieces, can we at least got we got to have like the best dude alive right now? We got to make sure like we're yeah. fucking doing it. Perfect. I would need that Indonesian doctor. Like I, I need some. And, and you know what? And if Ellie doesn't get the choice, that's the big thing. You got to get her but choice. Like, but also, it's like, no, you don't. It's like it's horrible. It's that's, horrible. that's where that's where I kill my best like, friend. 
I know. Like, my, man. Best, my best friend says I, she doesn't get a choice. Like, like well, that's where you die, mom, my friend. That's dude, where you man. die. I know what you're saying, but it's like, man, like uh, I'm quiet uh, right now, like, mostly because I am thinking about the idea of having to sacrifice <laughs> my sister just... to save the world. But like, I'd be like, Frazier, you know the answer. Dad. The answer oh, is, though, I should definitely choose the world. She's but when a wonderful I tell you, girl. It's the gonna, hardest thing to fucking imagine. I can't imagine. I'm going to say it, this. I'd say Frazierette has to go. <laughs> even if I wasn't related to Ellie at all, if it was a, a random kid, random 12-year-old who I didn't know, my opinion would still be you have to give her a choice. Because, like, hey, to me... the J-Man. It could be the J-Man. You to, know what I mean? But my point is it doesn't even need to be somebody I'm related to. To me, right. it's like if you don't give them a choice, like whatever your whatever your justification is, you're a villain. Like no, I, you, I agree. You have to my, give that my, person a I think you can't just re- say like I'm going to kill them and like that's it. Like the reason yeah. I say that I, you I think can't I can give them a choice because that's I, a I, it's like I agree with you guys in a situation where the world isn't over. It's like the reason they don't get the chance is because you. <laughs> uh, I think like yeah, don't like, wrong, it's horrible. I would be a villain. I would be a villain. I'd go. I'd be twirling my fucking mustache. Like she doesn't get a choice. Oh my god. But like the thing is, and then you guys would just go, but the thing is like, (laughs) you you don't, you don't get a choice. (laughs) You don't get a choice because she would, she would just say, I want to be alive. Well, I I don't know. I, we, we don't know. Right. We'd have to see whatever happens, but that question, the person, any human wants to be alive. Right. Yeah. But it's like, Hey man, you send me off with like a nifty fifties burger. And like you, you some people, play a little Overwatch, like make my some people will choose like some people will choose like like make take sure I don't me feel for, the, for the sake of humanity. But I, I just think you got to give the per the person that has but to if they get a choice. You got to give them, a choice. but it's like billions of lives way. It's like it's at the it's at the point where like the the Joseph Mengele Nazi experimentation that's on the table. It's like all that horrible experimentation that's back on the menu because. We're already all here. Done. No, we're but it's already like exact. That's we're already at the it's end like, of the world. We're already like, here. It's like the world was here. The world was here. We're all the way down here. And if it goes a little bit fucking further, we're extinct. So it's like, come on, man. We gotta if we gotta poke her brain open and fuck around in her brain, we gotta do it. And it's horrible. But it's yeah. like she doesn't get a say. And the reason being is because not on my it's block. villainous and it's evil and it's like, but. It could save, but I would say Imagine this. Ellie went kicking and fucking screaming to the oh, pediatric God, ward. Yeah, oh, man. Just like, like let's recontextualize the, the scene because we don't even get to see her really going. She gets lied to. She goes there fucking ice cream and rainbows. They're like, it's going to be nice and sweet. Don't worry. Like they fucking lied to her. Yeah. I'm going back. I would have been, I would have yeah. been like the one firefly, like when Joel comes in, and I would have already been killing another firefly. They like, I'm going to smoke smoke bomb Ellie. Yeah, yeah, they, they sneak up. That scene, by the way, that scene is awesome. You see them walking and like they're telling jokes, and then you see the soldiers in the background yep. throw the smoke bomb. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, that they must scene have is somehow shot so known well. they're like they must have known they were coming in somehow. Like they knew it was her. They, they, knew they have it scouts. Well, they have scouts on top of the building. They said, yeah. Marlene explained it. She said that she? I had my I yeah, remember. she said I had a patrol guy um who saw you. So oh, like they're just because you just have to imagine. A giraffe is being fed by like some random two people in a distance. Like, yeah, something is going on. They're they're very yeah. close to where the giraffe thing was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is very close. 
yeah, that, but my thing is crazy. like this: if you're going to make the villainous decision of they don't get a choice, I want, I want fucking the greatest surgeon to ever. Yeah, walk but that, that doesn't even left. That doesn't exist. Though, you know what I mean? Either. Like, yeah, the greatest surgeon is likely dead. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Like all that shit isn't isn't like the lady who said anymore, bomb but... in episode two. She was the greatest, and she's fucking bombed. Yeah, right now, like the greatest surgeon is a veterinarian. Like that's who's left. Like a veterinarian is like the that's the that's the top doctor right now. Uh, yeah. See, but that's they have like a, a tough one though. But if it's like if you got a guy's like, I'll tell you what, I'd take a mean canine teeth out. I'll be dude, like, we, yeah, I don't know they, they've got know. like their best surgeons like a veterinarian, a dentist, and a med school student. Like that's that's what they got. Sheesh. But if they knew the process of making some kind of serum, I'd say this. If you this is now this is where I think it's a, it's like a fair it's like equivalent exchange right? If we do the thing, we make the experiment, we turn her blood into some kind of serum, whatever the fuck it is, then whoever makes that decision for her has to try whatever it is. Like you have to yeah, like I don't know it's if, if you get infected or whatever, you got to try whatever it is like without hesitation. You have to be able to try the fruits of whatever that is, a potion. Drink a little potion, whatever it is. A little Ellie juice. Yeah. Oh, a little Ellie juice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but uh, this season, this oh. season of HBO was uh, it was a really good fucking show. I'm it was very, pleasantly, very, very good. Pleasantly I, I, surprised. I don't. I'm think... happy to say that we have a really, really good video game adaptation that is I, on. Oh, one of the one of the first ever. Not counting the original Mario Bros. What a <laughs> that is. Now, um, I think it's it's good for cyberpunk aesthetics. Um. So I don't think season two will be ready for a while. I just don't even see like I think it's gonna take them like uh, it's gonna take like two years. The game is like three times longer than the first game. They said they're gonna split it up into two um, seasons. They did? Yes. Because that's what I was saying. I was like, I me and Connie were saying that from like day one. We were like The writer I said that is it is going to yeah. go into uh more than it it said, they, they didn't even say seasons. two, they said more than one season. So yeah, that's already like, like the the money part of it coming in, right? Because obviously this show well, is a success. I know what you mean, like major I feel success. you on that, but it has to be. Like, there's no way I get, I get it. I get it. Make it, yeah. But like, you know, just, that's also even if the oh, yeah. so even if the game even if game two was not money. super long, yeah, not super yeah, long, yeah, they yeah. would have still been like, we have to find a way to stretch this what because think, boys get a little money going. This is now their hottest. Come on! Apparently, this broke a lot of records. This like uh, the the finale episode. The dragon might be ahead of it, but um, the finale episode of this was uh, two times the premiere episode's viewership. So that's like, whoa, yeah, baby! There was a lot of word of mouth, man. I a lot of people talked about the show. I've heard people talk about it, and both good and bad. I've heard people talk about it and sing its praises, and I've heard. As with anything that gets popular, you get the people that are you get the people that are like, I've never seen an episode of The Last of Us, oh, and I'm cool. I hate and that. you get the people that are just like, somebody talks about how amazing an episode is, and they're like, that episode was so boring, yep. it sucked. Like you get all of that, but what that tells you is that it actually is really good and really popular because that's when those people come out. The people that say I've never seen an episode of this and look how cool I am, that only happens when something's doing really well. Yeah. Now we just need a good Silent Hill adaptation. I don't think that'll ever happen. Maybe the game, maybe the game, the remake of the game. A boy can dream. A boy can dream. All right. Well, Res- fucking Resident Evil. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give a shout out to our Patreon members. Thank you guys so much for supporting the I'm Their Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a really fun one to record. And I think that this was the first time that Kenny and I have done 
in order like this, multiple episodes of the podcast on a show. And I think that we'll adopt this going forward because it's really easy content to put out, but it's also, I think it's better than when we wait until this whole season's done and like kind of try to review nine episodes of an hour show. And then we have to come back to it because two hours is not enough time. Like if this I had it cool. my way, we would have done like two more of these. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we yeah, would have had I mean, like two, like every other episode. This was good though. I mean? We did episode one, episode five, yeah. and then episode nine. So I think that that's like, boom every four episodes we did we did yeah every four episodes of last of us we did an uh an episode of the podcast so it's pretty cool and i think that this like i said i think this is something that we could do for Look, when house of the dragon comes back in like two years or I'm, whatever it is i'm definitely happy to if there's any other shows that are out that come out goes wild, that cheyenne wants to be part of like i'm down yeah, i'm with. down man yeah I, I love being on the podcast i i want to be the most the most prolific pro- podcast guest on here but i also want to be the best one I mean, you're definitely uh, the most unique for sure. That's you know, you're definitely the most unique. I'll I'd take say. it, fucking, I'll take it. I'll take you're it. certainly <laughs> the most unique. But yes, David as I was saying, wrong. thank you guys. I'm gonna give a shout out to Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest. I gotta go to page two here. Okay, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, Dimitri Barnes, Vinny Casello, Dominique Roberts, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Ami Reynolds, CJ, Dub K Dad One, Dan Varable, First to Home, Dalis Fernares, Estada Kuma, Mitchell Nels, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safiris, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Doc and Ziggy, Roz Weiss, Nick Stangle, Hansel, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, mm. Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cup Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Jalen Haskins, Arale Melfi Slump, Chris Lynn, Wookie 159, MSW2389, Edison Club, Kyle Batelho, Brandon Morris, Hugal, Nick, Mr. Soltai. Ooh, Eric changed his name on here. That's so fucking cool. So I told, uh, I was in a Discord earlier. I think it was even today or yesterday. And I was saying, you know, I think that Kenny said you can change your display name on Patreon. So that mm-hmm. way I don't have to read out your actual government name if you want. And this guy, I know him on Dueling Book. And he's in the, obviously, the I Am Their Podcast Discord because he joined the Patreon. But uh, Mr. Soltai changed his name already. It's been like literally less than 24 hours, I think. So now I get to read out Mr. Soltai. Anyways, uh, Nafa, Corey Fowler, Omar Ramos, Elijah Barfault. And then Kenny has the next couple. And then... And then I've got, uh, I'm going to do one of them out of order, but we have my man Cairo, a true hero, mm-hmm. Tyler Tadeo, Anthony, Matt Glenny, and then our guest for today's episode, who's also a Patreon member, Cheyenne, a.k.a. Majora. Majora plays games. Oh, oh baby, that last one was like silk on my balls. And you oh, know, when you Patreon. joined the Patreon, I couldn't tell that it was you for sure. Like, I, I assumed, but then nothing about this blatantly said that it was you, because I looked at the email address. And I was like, okay, the only person I know who uses Majora is is you. But, but then I was like, that just Zelda's so big that that could be any other nerd in the world, technically. Yeah, like that, that could just man. be someone else. I said, most likely it is Cheyenne. But I was like, I didn't hear him say, oh, by the way, I'm going to join the Patreon. So I had no idea this was coming. He joined. So we were in a call one day, and I don't remember the exact context of what happened. But basically, he... He found out that we had a Discord, and he just he just wanted to join the Discord, and he yeah. was like, "Yo, come on, let me join." Give me a link to the Discord. I was like, "Yeah, you got to sign up for the Patreon." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, but can I get a friend link?" And I was like, "No." I was, I was like, like, "Let me get that every, friend hookup." I was like, "Everybody in the Patreon, everybody in the Discord." Kenny, go Kenny the told Patreon. me the only way that I could join was suck it, for daddy. It's just like I don't want, I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to suck it for daddy. I just want. But to anyway. He joined the Patreon right away, and uh, I definitely appreciate it. All the help, and this goes for everybody. All the help really fucking helps. Uh, it really me and does. Frazier, so many, so many patrons, man. It's me and Frazier awesome. have been 54. doing this now. 
for almost two years, I think. And we want to keep going. We want to keep growing the Patreon. We want to keep growing the YouTube. And uh, we're trying to get it to a point where it can really help supplement, you know, some things in our lives. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's fucking awesome, man. Like, I... I, it's just fucking awesome. Like, it's weird to say, like, I'm proud of you guys, because it sounds like kind of lame, but like, I am. It's like you fucking built like a dude. The second, this. Go ahead, the second Blue Chew wants to get, I'm going to be reading Blue Chew's. Oh, I can't oh, man, wait dude, to read I'm Blue Chew. I'll, I'll be I'll, on Blue I'll, Chew all day. I'll pull my boner out on the stream. I, uh, I will say this I do not take it for granted that this podcast, we've been doing it for almost two, two years, and we're on episode one. This is episode 136. Um, we record 136 normal episodes and then God knows how many Patreon exclusive episodes that come out every month. But I love the fact that I've seen a lot of podcasts start since you and I started, Kenny. And I have never been a gatekeeper kind of person. I think the more the merrier. I think that everyone has their own unique perspective. And that's oh, the beautiful sure. that's the beautiful thing about life is that some people ask me, literally have messaged me before and said, how do you feel about this other Yu-Gi-Oh player starting a podcast now? And I was like, great. I hope that they do well. Like, Yeah, right. I, yeah, yeah. I don't like gatekeeper mentality, but more importantly than that is, and this is kind of a toot our own horn, but being consistent doing two episodes a week um, for literally almost two years, it'll be two years in like three months doing two episodes a week for two years almost is insane. Just the amount of consistency. Yeah, and yeah. you guys, you guys listening, I'll like you get, you guys get to hear the end result, but Every single week, Kenny and I have to work around each other's schedule and we have to figure out what we're going to talk about and we have to research it and like prepare complete ideas on what we're going to do. And it's a lot of work that goes into it. And I do not take it for granted that somehow, some way we've been able to be consistent. And that's something that I do not see with a lot of the other podcasts. Like if nothing else, we are extremely consistent at making yeah. sure we drop content every single it's week awesome. for you guys. And then I also think... There's an old mindset that people have of like, there's only so much like, like every uh, wild, every podcast right? or everything is competition, and I don't view it that way. Barrel, I, I view dude. it, I view it as like a rise, like a rising tide raises all ships. Like right. it, more podcasts, more people out there. It's like it's awesome, and then like we all help each other. We all help the space, and it's just like it's what like if somebody wants me on their podcast, like I will happily go on their podcast and talk to them, and vice versa, like. Yep, it's all it's all just fucking awesome. Yeah, I, and I have no problem shouting people out. Thinking about starting a podcast Except Cheyenne, I don't want I'm Nerd <laughs> I'm podcast, and my name will be just Jenny, and I'll have I'll be on with Leisure, and I was just gonna do that. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down just, with it. I'm I down. Can the whole idea. Yeah, I'm just gonna be basically you guys. Yeah, like I, I think that the good thing about us is that we run our own race. We're not in competition with anyone. Um, and I wish success to everyone who starts a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting a podcast, if you were inspired by fucking us, do it. Then d- fucking do it. Just do it. Like yeah, literally, we researched how to do it. We uh, we literally research Googled is a strong word. We just kind of like one day we're like <laughs> we're gonna start a we're gonna start a podcast, and we were like how to do how do we do it, and we were like we kind of like. Once again, we researched in quotes, and then <laughs> literally next week we were like, "I don't know, let's just start recording." Let's just start recording. <laughs> I need, I need, I only have one episode of my podcast. I need to do more. <laughs> so I want can, to. It's consistency, fun, man. man. Everyone has you to gotta have a buddy though. Like if you don't have a, a fun That's buddy true. with you, well, Bill, like, right? I isn't do it with Bill? Kenny. Isn't I Bill? Wanna, I wanna, sorry, what? Isn't Bill the buddy? Bill could be the buddy. <sighs> I love Bill. He's just not a podcast buddy all the time. Like I think some he'd be a, he'd be a fun bud. I think he'd. But I think Kenny, like me and Kenny will say ridiculous shit to make each other laugh. And I think that's like, 
the pro- the problem is where are you gonna get where are you giving Kenny twenty more hours a day is what I want to know. Uh, yeah, I know, I don't know. Because uh, I right now, now that we've ramped up our YouTube stuff, I don't have time for anything. Okay, I don't. Like, I really don't. Like you know, I, tomorrow. Go ahead. I had to get you guys on today. Initially, we were supposed to do Monday, and then like I needed today to happen because I had completely forgot that I got a fucking I have to go down to City Hall tomorrow for jury duty. Oh no! You know I have jury duty. I have a summons. I have a summons right, right in front of me. Um, yeah, you guys are on the same thing. Wouldn't that be fucking? Crazy? Nah, mine is not until uh, next week. But I do have a jury duty summons. That is, it really fucking sucks. Um, but yeah, we being consistent at this shit is definitely uh it's definitely a task, and we're making it work. But there's just, I think, I think the consistency. Honestly, I can only say, the only reason I could say this is because when I used to stream consistently. I would notice the same people and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's really, really, really fucking hard to grow anything. A podcast. Yeah, it is hard. Thing, it's but definitely hard. I literally think you could put out, not saying you guys do this. I'm just saying anyone. Yeah. You could put out the shittest content. If it's consistent, don't fucking turn up. I think that's true as well. Out. I think that because yeah. uh, I've dropped um, things that I got used to just because. Because you were just watching it. They were just consistent. They would drop. Yeah. Con- and I was like, you know what? I actually and do not like, like this. Yeah, you're like I don't even fucking like this. What am I doing? Yeah, like, um, but no, our shit, our shit slaps. I've I've been told too many times by people oh, in person good, and through messages that like this podcast. A, a lot of truck drivers. There are a shit ton of nerdy truck drivers, and I love yeah. you guys because you guys tell me all the time. Although I did take offense to this the one time, but one of the guys was like, "This is recently too." I love you, but he was like, "Um, you you should make the podcast longer." And I looked at him. I said, "Who are you, who are you talking to?" <laughs> mind you i was sitting down playing my round at the ps5 tournament and he was like he was like you should make it longer and i looked back and I said who are you talking to and he said he said you 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 do the i am their podcast right i was like i do do the i am their podcast he was like you should make it longer i said it's already two hours he was like well i'm a truck driver he yeah. said i'm a truck driver and my drives are really really long i said well you need to find another podcast <laughs> I, I get it, it just, dude. That's like, just like that. Too. I, I learned this because, like, I've listened to a lot of radio shows and shit, like, just sort of like Howard Sternish type shit. Like, the, the the number one audience is people in their fucking cars. Number yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so, so when I when I got said that, I was like, at the now, granted, at the at the time, I was I was a little bit like annoyed with, with the way the PS5 tournament was going and stuff like that. So I was a little bit more snappy than I probably would have normally been. But I I did mean what I said. I was like, you need to find another podcast because well, hey, this is for you, man. If you're hearing this, yeah. we're we're at like two hours and forty minutes, baby. This yes, is for you. This is a long ass <laughs> episode, but we we love everyone who supports us. Point blank, period. I love every single person who listens to this podcast. I don't care if you want the episodes to be shorter or longer if you want them to be with more Patreon guests or, or less if you hate the you Yu-Gi-Oh content or you want all Yu-Gi-Oh content no matter how you feel about it the fact that you listen to us at all um and if you only listen to certain episodes we appreciate every single fucking one of you guys like seriously and, it, and, and guys like you think like oh i'll go through the youtube archives there's a whole fucking mystery archive on the patreon that's you true you gotta go get it you you, you it's half the content is on Patreon. Yeah, so there is a lot on Patreon. Now it's all organized shit. too. Patreon is well, like organized. Blocks, I have tags on every single thing. Roonies. Yeah, man, it's organized. It's it's just waiting for you. And you it's get to you get into the Discord and you get to talk to this Looney Tune Cheyenne. Yeah, you can, be, you can you can tag them in a post first and be like, first person to tag me and Majora in there. The first person to tag me in there, I'll do something weird for you. I don't oh, know no. what it will be. I, oh, it's no. gonna be weird. I don't know what it will be. Maybe I'll put a banana on my foot. 
just something crazy something that you won't know but that's like that's, do something weird that, that'll be the next person the next person to, to tag me in there on the on the, the patreon only discord i will do that i'll like mash well, a man up with my foot for you don't don't and i'm done with you out. i'm done with, i'm leaving i'm done this is it we're wrapping up boys right. and girls do what makes children happy, of all guys, ages I always say including binge watching the last of us if you haven't seen the show and you listen to this far you're a lunatic but please watch the show the show is amazing and uh yeah we are out of here catch you in the next one peace right, have bye, a good everybody. day week night Thank you.